0: We're listening to Bring Me the Axe. I'm Brian White, one half of this morbid equation, and I'm joined by my co-host and actual brother, Dave White. Dave, how you doing?
1: Well, uh, I'm doing okay. Just, uh, just enjoying the last of my hot girl summer.
0: <laughs> it, it has, it's been a hot girl summer down your way because it hasn't really been up here, but then, I'm, then again, I haven't really left the, the house much this summer.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, it, all the students came back today in uh, the
0: various surrounding schools,
1: so there are about 60,000 more people in my way.
0: Mm.
1: That's how I know that my hot girl summer is over.
0: (laughs) So uh, we practically grew up in neighborhood video stores and the steady diet of utter garbage that those shops provided us with continues unabated to this day. There's no one else. I enjoy chopping it up with more about trashy movies and Dave. Uh, Just before we get into it, here's a little housekeeping. If you want to keep up with us between episodes, you can also find us on pretty much all the socials. Uh, searching Bring Me the Axe Horror Podcast. We've also got a sweet website at bringmetheaxe.com. You can listen to all of our past shows there and read the transcripts. You can also contact us directly at bringmetheaxepod at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or suggestions. Uh, Do let us know if there's a movie that you love and would like to hear us give it the business. Lastly, if you like what you hear, you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And you'd be doing us a favor by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. So get to it the hell is wrong with everybody like nobody's doing this it's a simple request
1: and you can do it more than once so actually oh no shit do it more than once
0: that would be awesome for real everybody just do it like 10 times No, five uh so just want to get all that out of the way right at the top of the show but you know what else we've got another guest Mm -hmm. yep he is a writer an actor and a comedian among a uh, number of other descriptors. You've seen him on Arrested Development, A Million Little Things, among many, many other roles. He's also the host of the Monday Afternoon Movie Podcast. It's Sam Pancake. Sam, how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you doing? I
0: am great. I am great. I want to thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, we uh, we We do bonus episodes every now and then, and we've been talking about burnt offerings for a little while, and uh, I know that it's it's a favorite of yours, and it just sort of seemed natural to sort of try and grab your attention and see if we can get you to talk about this one.
2: It grabbed it. You got me, baby. <laughs> it doesn't take a chimney falling on top of me to get it.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's a, that is a that is a that is a shocker right there. But I suppose we're going to get to that. Yeah. So. Uh, a warning before we get rolling. We're going to talk about this movie from beginning to end. So, spoilers to follow. You've, this movie's been out since 1976. Yeah, you had 50 years. He, okay. If
1: you haven't you, seen it just, yet, you're probably not going to. Just listen to It's us. on
0: you. It's on you. Just <laughs> though, though, I do know that there are some of our listeners who actually like make sure to watch the movie before they actually listen to the podcast. So, that's great because we got one coming that uh, I, I really hope people watch before they listen because I don't want to be the one to spoil it for them. So, uh, yeah, let's get into this. Let's let's talk. Uh, let's let's do let's do the trailer. Here's the trailer.
3: It all began as a summer vacation. A young family found a beautiful old house. It had secluded, spacious grounds, a large swimming pool, magnificent furnishings. So you are the people who want to rent this house. What do you mean it's nine hundred dollars, and, and then it's all ours. Well, there is one other thing. Hardly a catch. They thought it was the answer to their dreams, but it was the beginning of a nightmare. In this old house, up this staircase, behind this locked door, something lives, something strange, something powerful, something evil. Stay away from the door! It will possess this woman. It will destroy this man. It will terrify this child. And no one can stop it. Burnt Offering. Starring Karen Black. Are you actually trying to tell me that this house is responsible? Oliver Reed. This house is destroying us. Betty Davis. This house is getting so cold. burgess meredith and this house will be here long long after you have departed you believe me eileen oh, oh. heckard god when it comes alive tell them about it. tell them what it's like <laughs> Behind this door lies a horror beyond imagination. Who is it? Where did it come from? What does it want? When you find out, it will be too late. Oh God! Oh God! Burnt offerings.
1: Wow, Listen, who, burnt who, offerings. Who is it? what is it, where does it come from? Listen, they're never going to tell you so it doesn't matter I guess. <laughs> right,
2: which continues to frustrate me to this day when I rewatched this for the 47th time last night and I was like yeah they really don't, they don't, we don't ever know what the Allardyces deal is or why. And it used to frustrate the hell out of me as a kid. And a lot of the TV movies I cover where I'm like, just do a few lines of exposition from for my heart, for some closure about what exactly is up with the house.
0: Yeah. Dave, you read the book, though. So does it ever get into it at all? So the book is I think he started writing this
1: as a script and so it was supposed to be shot by Bob Fosse. And I want to see that movie.
0: Holy shit. Um,
1: but then he ended me up too. making cabaret. And so he dropped it. And so I think what happened was, uh, what the hell is the guy's name? Uh, Robert's Morasco. Yeah, Robert Morasco. And I've tried to find information about Robert Morasco, and I, I can't find really anything about him. I suspect he's, he was gay because he, I don't know. The book kind of feels that way to me. Um, he had no spouse, you know, it's sixties type of thing, but, uh, the book is, it's kind of like this bourgeois melodrama that eventually becomes a horror movie. But there's all this setup at the beginning, which they shot for the movie. its It takes place before yeah. they get to the house. And it kind of explains the whole movie. But Dan Curtis thought it was boring, so he cut it out.
0: Yeah, so yeah. He, and they shot those. Fit they shot it because yeah. in the in the commentary track, he's like, "Yeah, I thought it was boring, so I cut the whole thing."
2: It was like fifteen minutes, right? Of yeah, them in the city in Queens. Yep. Yeah, like a significant
0: um, chunk of time.
2: Yeah, it's um, I, I remember, I remember reading the book that was a kid because it was in our library, and I wish to God that I and now I want to read it again. Did you buy it, Dave, or did, where did it, you come across uh, it?
1: I got it on Amazon, the ebook and it's a quick read. I mean, it's, it really feels like it was a script. You can tell because it's,
2: yeah. Got it. I mean, it's everything. I'm in in.
1: directions. Like it's, you know, it, it,
2: I, I agree with you that he was probably gay. I saw that he died in 98 of like cancer or something. Um, which sometimes, you know, and, um, they, uh, I was looking, I was doing so much research on the book and there isn't even that much book information in, in the Wikipedia is very slim. I was like, does the book explain what's going on with the Allardyces is and what the mother looks like? And does every mother that come in, that comes in to stay in the house, does she become the new Mrs. Allardyce? Right, that's that's my Black's question. Spoiler. Is,
1: is does is yeah. that the deal? Like, is there actually, and of course we'll get into this, but is there actually someone in the other room or is it, because right. if there isn't, then that just sort of makes the ending not make a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: Thank so you. I've got a lot, i got a lot of thoughts on this. So basically this, this I, and this is just me kind of sh- sh- talking on my ass, but this, this story is, this movie is a kind of reverse fall of the house of Usher
2: where instead of the house
0: eventually sort of like coming apart and sinking into, into the, into the swamp, it's going the other way where it like destroys people and becomes, you know, it's made new. It's like the house is kind of like a vampire, but there were details that I, I noticed. I've seen this a bunch of times, but like there were details that it, it, I, it's like other episodes of this that we've done where I only notice certain things while I'm really paying attention and taking notes and there's things like, I get the feeling that like they've gone through this process a number of times, which is why there's all the photos of the house on the wall. Very spooked-looking people. And yeah, yes. everybody in the photos it looks look surprised. Terrified. And so, yeah, yes. so <laughs> I kind of assume that Every time the house sort of goes through another family, like there's a new Mrs. Allardyce who sits at the top and then it eventually dies. There's a lot of, there's a shitload of parallels between this and the Sentinel. Like this would make a really great. Yes. This and yeah. great. I mean, it's, it's, it's,
2: which it's, Stephen yeah. King acknowledges as one of the, as his favorites and it actually inspired The Shining, which I didn't realize until I just did my research for y'all's podcast. I did not know that it makes perfect sense though.
0: Yeah. So yeah, so let's uh, let's do the facts. Maybe this movie was made in 1976, and uh, usually I look up other movies that came up that year, and I completely slept on it this time. So yeah,
1: that's a big year for Hollywood. Lots of movies
0: came out.
2: 76 Star Wars. Uh,
0: seven. That was 77. Let's see. I think the Sentinel. did Star was right Wars out. come out the
2: uh, Sentinel? 76 was jaws was 75 76 probably there was a Smokey in the bandit because there always was oh yeah yep so Um, i should know this well here's here's a couple of big ones then
0: carrie and the omen (laughs) Uh, oh and one of my favorites alice sweet alice came out this year okay yeah uh is that that that's brook shields before pretty baby
2: yeah yes yeah
0: and grizzly oh Grizzly. Wow. Oh, yeah. What so, about
2: Audrey Rose? When was Audrey Rose?
0: When was Audrey Rose? Let's see. That was probably 80, think, 1975, maybe 74, 75. 77 was Audrey Rose. Got it. Yep. So yeah, yeah. This is definitely like in that little that little area where where you know there was there was definitely this sort of period of the 70s where there's like two kind of horror movie phases where there's all the stuff that everybody talks about, the Toby Hooper and dawn of the dead and halloween and then there's this stuff which is like the big studio horror that like really leaned heavily on like goth and spooky vibes stuff to scare christians yeah Yeah.
2: yes the devil all the satanic forces amazingly it's the same stuff
0: that still scares them yes (laughs) the more things change the more they stay the same (laughs) so cast and crew uh, the director is Dan Curtis. Oh yeah, who we who we have mm-hmm. to thank for many many arch, oh. campy made for TV horror properties in the '70s. He's the genesis of Carl Kolchak and the Night Stalker. We got Jack Palance as Dracula through him. You're just gonna but skip over Dark him, Shadows like that? No, I am right? not. God damn it, man! <laughs> I'm saving it for last. Make him hungry. Mm. You know. But if yeah, if you know him for anything, it's 1,200 plus episodes of Dark Shadows, and I've seen them all yeah. twice have you oh my god I, I yeah, love yeah, that if you don't show. know Dark Shadows if you don't know Dark Shadows what the fuck yeah did you know mom was a fan of Dark Shadows that does
1: not surprise me at all I feel like everybody was a
0: fan because it's you
1: know
2: I, I remember it was on after school when I got home and I was like in kindergarten and first grade and it was just this h- terrifying shit that was on along with like Beverly Hills Hillbillies reruns <laughs> Yeah, and just it was my first one of my first seminal horror experiences and really opened the door for my horror like love
0: yeah i had shadows
2: and the wicked witch of the west typical little gay boy
0: (laughs) i had this uh i had this book that was like a big thick like phone book sized thing it was like a dictionary of vampires and i swear to god like 75 percent of it was all was all barnabas collins oh wow yeah yeah um
2: the dictionary of vampires i want yeah yeah
0: it was, uh, came out in the 90s. It was a cool book. I, I, I think I do- donated it to a library at some point when I was, like, making space around here. But, yeah, uh, it, it was a hell of a book. Uh, let's see. Cast. Oliver Reed as Ben Rolfe. And I'm going to stop uh, you. I'm
1: going to jump in because this cast, this is Queens upon Queens right here. They're, this is this is Dame Betty Davis. Uh, this this Dame is a Karen crazy Black, cast. Uh, Dame Honey. Burgess Meredith. Like, this is just dream of the crowd. Dame Eileen
2: Heckert. Fuck yes. Yep. Who is not in this movie long enough. Oh, God, no. That's
0: that's the thing is they get top. They get poster billing. They're they're like right in the right up front in the credits. uh, But they're in the movie for only a few minutes. And it's such a bummer. Which is
1: weird that she gets top billing. I mean, obviously, Burgess Meredith. But in the 70s, she was mostly on TV. Like she was. She was obviously a Hortense Daigle, which is what I know her from.
2: Uh, And I remember her from. World Hortense ain't got no sense. Yeah. (laughs) she won the oscar for it or did she win for for um, that butterflies are free butterflies is is free yeah
1: um but then i remember also she was on mary tyler moore a bunch of times and i think she was on some episodes of the brady bunch that's like what i visually i'm like that's that lady
2: I, i definitely know she played the woman who was the important like mary's aunt i think on mary tyler moore and she came in and she wanted to date lou and he didn't want to date her I just rewatched all the Mary Tyler Moore's recently. Yeah, and she had her voice, you know. And of course, later, of course, First Wives Club as Diane Keaton's very mean honest mother. She has that face. <laughs> yeah. There's has. a lot of those people in this movie. The the you've seen them,
0: but you might not know their name. Oh, Anthony you, James. You every him.
1: single time he shows up, I'm like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And then I remember he's the hillbilly from in the Heat of the Night. Among many yeah, others. he
2: is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, and he turns up, like, not long after this, he turns up with Betty Davis in Return to Witch Mountain, yep. uh, oh, with also okay. with Christopher Lee. Sure. Um, it's a terrible, terrible fucking movie, but, like, it, oh, a really remarkable cast. Uh, but, As uh, a
2: little kid, I remember not caring. I was so grateful for another Witch Mountain. <laughs> I didn't care. Give me that Witch Mountain. That was probably also 76, around had, in there. Had to be right around that area, yeah. Uh, Yeah.
0: Uh, So, yeah, getting back to it. Oliver Reed, Ben Rolfe. He's the uh, prolific leading man, well regarded by critics and a gigantic booze enthusiast. He's
1: he's alcoholism personified is what he is. I swear to God, (laughs) Oliver Reed is sweating through most of this movie.
0: Oh, God, there is the scene Uh, when he crushes the beer into his face. No, no no uh when it's when he's catatonic at the pool and he's like trying to trying to get to davy there's a couple of scenes like there and uh and, and there's another one after that oh uh the scene where uh Anne elizabeth dies also he is covered in a just sheen of yeah. that's just natural that i that's like just Reed. i like to as i say i like to think that somebody came in and like sprayed him down with a mister to give him like a sweaty look but he's probably got the DTS. Yeah,
2: it's been about 12 hours oh, completely and the They were probably in there powdering him off between takes. And yet still, (laughs) I have a story. If you want to hear it, if you ever want to hear one of Peepaw pancakes, Hollywood stories about these people, (laughs) let me know. Oh my God. I I got a million. Let's go. Oh, okay. So this happened to my friend Jordana. This was in the late eighties, early nineties. She was a a still is a gorgeous actress. And she got cast in one of these like women running around in high heels and bikinis with machine guns in the Philippines. Oh God. And, the big villain was uh, in the movie was Oliver Reed. And she said, of course, he was drunk all the time and kind of, a, you know, a real, a real character. And at one time they were talking about tattoos. And this, this story, of course, stuck with me. And she said they were all sitting around a table at lunch. And he were, everyone was talking about tattoos and who had tattoos or not. And he stood up and he pulled on his pants and flopped his enormous dong on the <laughs> table. And there, and just like thump. And there it was tattooed with an eagle so that watch the movie again, knowing that I don't know if he had it in 75 when they shot it. But just know that I have always been deeply attracted to Oliver Reed because I'm mentally ill. Okay, no, because we sat here.
1: We sat here going, is he attractive? I I don't know. And we just Michael kept saying, like, I don't maybe a little bit.
0: (laughs) He's he's 70s hot. You know he's yeah, got yeah, yeah. like there's there's a scene later on in the movie where he's like chopping brush with machete with his shirt off, <laughs> and he's kind of a like he's a really kind of doughy guy. I think he's but
1: like fifties hot. He's got that <laughs> like agreed. He's got like, yeah, Are, you're kind of in shape, I guess.
2: Question That mark? kind of like bul- that kind of bulbous muscular <laughs> thing, which I have not a, got a problem with. Believe me, but it's sort of, yeah. It would it would be like Van Heflin Turkish yes, shirt off. Exactly. <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? Um, you know, yeah. yeah, 50s hot.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's it's from a time before bodybuilders realized, like, you can't eat bread and also be, like, <laughs> shredded, you know? So, you know, the thing is, is, like, I guarantee he would have been, like, tight and, like, lean if he wasn't drinking, like, a handle of vodka a day.
2: And did you guys ever see the Hammer Werewolf one that he's in? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, it's young, hot to me, him. Of course, Bill Sykes and Oliver. Yep. And, and Father- then also... Father CGI gladiator when they had to rebuild his oh, face because right. he died between oh, that's right the th- during filming. Yep.
1: He's also in The yep. Devils, and The Devils is an incredible yep. movie and he's oh, really right. good in it. Oh, yeah, because he, I love he that. seems like I love an unhinged movie. like bully in real life most yeah. of the time.
2: Yeah, did yeah. you read on MDB where Betty Davis was just like, He was awful and he didn't, he was terrible to <laughs> me, terrible
1: <laughs> man. And, uh,
2: yeah. yeah, she did not like him, but you know, I think she didn't like a lot of people just because she also was probably drunk too. Yes.
0: Yeah, supposedly there, she had some beef with Karen black on this one. Cause she felt that Karen didn't, didn't like, you know, bend the knee. So so I, well, yeah, here's what I wonder
1: yeah. about this. And I was talking about this last night is she, because of, you know, how long she's had been in Hollywood. I wonder if she just kept playing the game. Like she had been playing it in the forties and the fifties where like, they were constantly pit against each other and they talk a bunch of shit But by the time they get to the 70s, everyone's like, you know, we don't really do that anymore. Now, of course, they still did, but not in quite that way. But she just kind of kept doing it. Right. Like She was just playing it the old school way, the way she learned. Oh,
0: the yeah, like the studio system. Yeah, it's like when people would say,
1: like, um, you know, Joan Crawford's a very difficult woman to work with. It's like, well, is she a difficult woman or is she just standing up for herself against a room full of men?
2: Yeah. completely. And Betty Davis also is the first one to say in many books and everyone like ah, I did it the hard way and she liked like to fight and she just she just loved that she got off on it clearly. So I'm sure she like picked fights where fights didn't need to be picked. If you want to hear about my magical day with Karen Black, I can also tell you about. that. Oh, please do.
0: I, <laughs> so let me tell you something. I she's like like my like hor- enduring horror movie crush. Like I, I love her in in everything. And so she's like my girlfriend. I wanna she I wanna was like friends that. with Bruce Lee.
1: That's Is that... That's, okay. That's, it's it's from you that I heard this story, not from you personally, but from your show, I think, that I heard the story. From a what? show.
2: She what was Elvis, it was her and Elvis. So I, I, my friend worked at, remember magazines, there used to be like 17,000 more like gay magazines. And for one of them, my a friend of mine was an editor and another friend was a photographer and they got Karen Black somehow. So I was like, can I be the assistant? Um, so we all went to her house in Encino and it was very much like a um, Sunset Boulevard, 1999 to, this is around 2000. It's like a Y2K Sunset Boulevard. Um, The pool was filled with leaves. It was a long ranch style, very dark inside house. Um, It wasn't crumbling or anything. It was just very dark and kind of like, not spooky, just sort of like, it was a little spooky, (laughs) but she was absolutely delightful. And she just was, had a very childlike innocent quality and she was very sweet and very kind and she did this thing with her eyes where and i've I've worked with a few i shouldn't tell tales out of school about ladies but i don't know that she'll mind she was very open about it i've worked with a few older actresses who did their own makeup and would not let anyone else touch them to their detriment um as everyone on set witnessed and she was one of them and they brought a makeup artist with uh, we brought a makeup art artist with us and she would not let him touch her. And she would do this thing with her eyelids. And she showed us because, you know, she had very, she, some airport 75, she has kind of a, what would appear to be, and I'm going to talk gently about this kind of a lazy eye situation is, was one of the things she was kind of known for back then. And there's those famous shots of her, especially from airport 75 where she looks like she's kind of cross-eyed. Can I say that? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> They're classic pictures in the seventies. People were always saying that. So she would refer to her eyes as very small. She said I have very small eyes. So what I do is I take eyelash glue and I'm pointing beautiful listener to the ends, the outside of my eyelid. And she would take eyelash, eyelash glue, not eyelid glue. She would put eyelash glue on her eyelids and she would tape, uh, glue them up (laughs) to make her eyes larger And she would always say, my eyes are very small, so I do it myself. I do my own makeup and I have to do it. And the makeup artist was like, I know how to get that effect and I can help you out. and I can make it even better. And she was like, no, 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 thank you. I'll do it myself. And so that's kind of why that she looks like that sometimes. And then she told me the story. I had a shirt with like Bruce Lee on it, as many of us did in 2000, probably from Urban Outfitters. And, um, and she was like, Sam, why do you think Bruce Lee died? Bruce Lee how do you think he died? And I was like, I'm not sure. She's like, I was on a plane to Nashville one time when I was shooting Nashville with Elvis, and Elvis told me that he was killed by the, you know, the Chinese mafia. And this whole story about what Elvis said about her. She's like, What? Do you, how do you think he died? And I said, Karen, I will uh, d- defer to Mr. Presley on this. I will, I will take Elvis Presley's word about how bruce lee died before i myself would conjecture about it because i trust elvis out on this one but just to even be in a conversation where she's talking to me and elvis just by first name was like one of the most amazing experiences of my life and she was very kind and then later i don't know if you all know the drag queen coco peru but coco here at the lgbtq center used to do these this thing like conversations with coco where she had these various famous actresses um yeah it was all it was all like actors act amazing actresses game and love and that's how i got to met, meet meet arthur one time which is a different story <laughs> but she did one with karen and karen was amazing and they wrote clips they talk about stuff and karen just seemed magical and she invited us all to this like bergamot station which is kind of an art gathering museum gallery space here to show her art and we went and we saw her there and yeah she was just really sweet and it and she seemed so alive and vital and she looked amazing for her for her any age and she just seemed so alive and it was so shocking that just a couple years later she died so seemingly so suddenly yeah. so that was really sad
1: you know she yeah. strikes me as the yeah. kind of person who would keep iguanas as pets <laughs> yeah. just a house full of iguanas
2: yeah. and mm-hmm. man johnson
1: yep. in the pool out back <laughs>
2: Dave, you're a man after my own heart. <laughs> Van Johnson, in the pool, diddling Keenan Wynn in their famous <laughs> secret relationship. Dave gets it.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, she was. When, when did? What year did she die? It's like two thousand four, two thousand
1: five. It was at, so obviously it was whenever. Uh, probably two thousand five. It, it was when House of a Thousand Corpses came out.
0: Yeah, right. Because it was right it around was House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh my gosh! Because she's not in the wow. second
1: part of that trilogy. It's uh, I can't remember the yeah. other one.
0: Oh, I don't re- I didn't remember them tr- like switching her out. They did swap her out just them.
1: for like a a quick kind of not a flashback, but sort of like an interstitial thing he shot. And it's somebody I
2: else. was listening to, I was listening to another podcast and I they said that the act they didn't say her name, it was Karen, the actress who played her role in the other she, uh they're like she wanted too much money, so that's why she didn't do it.
1: No, I think she was dead. I don't
2: know. Mm.
3: I'm
1: going to yeah. look
2: that up because I feel like it wasn't that long ago, but also I'm crazy. And my sense of time is very fluid. 2013. Oh, okay. Nice.
1: Maybe she did yeah, want she too much money. It costs Maybe. a lot of money yeah. to keep iguanas. I'm going to get that rumor going.
2: <laughs> there were no iguanas in the house that I witnessed. Not to, they could have been lurking in the shadows, which were plentiful, in the dark shadows of that house. Nice.
0: Uh, let's get into it then. So uh, this movie opens up uh, as the Rolf family are uh, looking upstate. It's is this is supposed to be New York. Yeah. It's, I don't, I don't think it's ever actually established where it is, but I believe it's supposed to be New yeah, York. It's New York by way of um, San Diego, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the the Rolf family is uh, in the country upstate. They're looking at a mansion, or they're looking for a place to rent. they they're going to check out this mansion for the summer, and they come upon this house that appears to be rotting on its foundation. Uh, and if the house looks familiar to you, that's because it's the Dunsmuir house, which is also featured in Phantasm as the funeral home. Now here's an
1: interesting thing about this house because it, it's like a, a, like a legit, uh, like the haunting or um, what's the, the mystery, mystery house there, the Winchester house. So the guy who built it, Dunsmuir, whatever his first name was, um, he built it as a present for his wife. And then right after they got married, he died. Like two weeks after they got married. And then she died like a year later.
2: Hmm. So, all right. I mean, I it's know. in Oakland. It's in Oakland. It's a ah, park now, I guess.
0: Is the house still there?
2: Okay. Yeah, it is. It's, you can have your wedding there. I looked up Ooh. the website. It's gorgeous. It's on those park-like grounds, that whole thing. I don't know where the pool is in relationship to the house. I'm not 100% sure that that pool was with the house. I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, uh, I think in the commentary, one of the things that they they kind of talk about is is the house was sort of a, a real kind of like rare find in terms of like locations because they used it indoors and, and outdoors. So it's not like they shot exteriors and they went to a sound stage. Like they actually shot in the house. I'm not sure I believe but, that. I mean, half of uh, these there shots are probably, look like this is a set. There, there are probably some that are sets and there are not. I know that the, it's hard the to tell the greenhouse...
1: all Vaseline on the lens.
0: <laughs> oh, it is. Ah. This is a very gauzy. The gauziest movie I've
1: ever yeah.
2: seen. A lot of yeah. gauzy, smoky, fogginess. Yeah. yeah.
0: The uh, yeah, the the greenhouse was a set that they built, but it's still and... there. Oh, yeah, it's still part yeah, of the house. I think they now. built it. Uh, <clears throat> they built it there, and then I think the reason that the the whole the whole pool and the pool house looks so disconnected from the rest of the place is probably because it's like a different location that they just. I would with. guess so. Like yeah. movie magic with that. But uh,
2: but yeah, What's well, supposed to be. I they kept saying in some descriptions upstate New York, but then in the novel. Of, from what i read it's on the north fork which is just the end of long island above the hamptons yeah. which is not upstate and i was just i am only saying that because i was just there for the first time this <laughs> this in june and that's it doesn't really look like the north fork but fine it's fine
0: Who cares? yeah 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 this like well like we i've been around uh, you know upstate new york i know what it looks like Yeah, uh, this looks like it doesn't this look looks like like, that. Nor- like this looks like california <laughs> above los angeles you know
2: exactly it's in central to northern california yeah definitely yeah
0: but uh they're yeah so they they, they get out and they, they look around and they're all visibly disgusted by the place but they're going they're going to see it through and they're they're greeted at the door by Walker the handyman. Jesus Christ, the fucking ghost of hillbillies past
1: Dub Taylor like the specter of fucking Tennessee Yeah he plays he plays a <laughs> drunk toothless. in
0: in every western ever shot everything cuz
1: he was in, out, what y'all do? He Come was on the only down, one <laughs> He was the only one who would take his teeth out in the movie,
2: <laughs> I was like, Is it black? Oh no, he removed know. his bridge. He's going on in. What a trooper. Yep. yep. And just filthy. Like, you think you're going to see more of him along with the Allardyces. And I mean, maybe that's a part of the intended bait and switch. But he is just like cartoonishly hee haw level, it, filthy it really, from head to toe. It really is. It's just yeah. like, it is
1: Bananas. like junior high play level of like d- decor <laughs> and costuming. Yes.
2: Yeah. Pig pen and your good man Charlie Brown designed by someone who's on, yeah, meth.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised that like his costume didn't involve like a barrel on suspenders or something.
1: <laughs> and you know, you know, there was somebody behind it who was just like, Dan, should we do this again? He was like, nope, no time, keep going,
0: <laughs> right? Because they, so, so Curtis, like, well, I don't think we were talking about this. Curtis is obviously, he was, a t- he was a TV guy, and this was the only, the only thing that he, he ever shot for theaters See, that I don't, wasn't I based... keep
1: saying that why why do people keep saying that because the the dark shadows movies they're
0: mo- they were theatrical films they were oh, shot for right, the right. theater but they're based on dark shadows I, but so I get it's, why it's just like the an difference. adaptation it it's a thing cuz it's like really the only like original thing that he did for, for
2: standalone the i guess they Yeah the...
0: but also like the, he shot this like he was shooting a tv show so the schedule was tight it was 30 day right. production like uh um and and that's yeah, you know, that's 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 pretty. Yeah, it's like somebody fast.
1: was like, "Well, nobody could do this in thirty days," and he was like, "Oh, really?
0: <laughs> yeah, watch me." Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And under budget, yeah. no less.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So he he, the Walker, the handyman, lets them in, and they walk in. They walk around a little bit, and we we can see just through her kind of facial expression that Marion is immediately taken by
1: it. And so this is the part that they don't explain that they really should. Like he should not have cut this out because it is the key to the whole. movie. And that is that yeah. this character, this Marion Rolfe character, she's just supposed to be this very kind of acquisitive, uh, like social climbing. Uh, she's obsessed with antiques. Oh. She's obsessed with with collecting. Like they're both finding oh. different ways to kind of escape what is a kind of crumbling marriage. And her oh. way of doing that is materialism.
0: Yeah. Cause later on in the movie, there's a point where, where Ben is trying to get them to leave and she's like to go, like to go back where? Go back home? We have nothing. And I think it's right after that scene where uh, Davy breaks the, the the that bowl, that crystal. Mm. Oh, the thing. crystal
2: vase thing.
0: Yeah, uh, and so like that's a that is a, that's a really hard note that gets hit. And like I, you know, kind of makes sense. Like at that part of the movie, she's kind of losing it and is like kind of all consumed by the house. Yeah, but like,
1: that's I the key a little... to why she's willing to like sell out her family because she's obsessed with material things. Uh, like
2: that's a oh, sign well of that status. makes a lot more sense. Because
0: <laughs> without it, it looks entirely supernatural. Like this is just, yeah, you know.
2: Because they're outside and in the beginning, obviously like, well, obvious to those that have seen it. Because the house hasn't come back alive yet. It's all grayer and vines and they're like, ugh, yeah. And then the minute she walks in and it's like, not as terrible on the inside. It's definitely very old timey stuffy Victorian, you know, doesn't look exactly super comfortable or plush or anything. And then a the look comes over her face. And I was like, Oh, well the, the spooks are getting her. The yeah. Yeah. Of the house made her do that.
0: Right. Cause that's, that's, that was the conclusion that I came to was, Oh, like this got under her skin, like immediately. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she wanders around, she finds the greenhouse, uh, and it's all full of like desiccated plants. Uh and there's and like we mentioned, there's a wall covered in photos of the house from different periods, which you know, they, they have a scene where Ben is like, what the hell's the deal with this? Uh, and we'll we'll find out as things as things roll around. So this is where uh Roz Allardyce comes in. Let me in, ask
1: you, is there is there a her. more 70s name than Roz?
2: <laughs> Roz. I don't yeah, think so. Wasn't nah, was
1: uh, who nah. who was Pinky Tuscadero? Wasn't that Roz Kelly? Roz Kelly, yeah.
2: she's in my favorite TV movie of all time. One of them that I covered. The Flaps. Um, the Curse of the Black the Curse of yeah. the Black Winter. it was Flaps. Flaps. Oh my God, Dave! Yes, <laughs> Flaps. A, yep. a, and I thought she was dead, and I was reminded on that podcast that she is not, and she is not dead. Sorry, Roz. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep.
1: I feel like with a name like Roz, like you, you, you have a moral obligation to smoke two packs of Merit Light One Hundred. Oh my God!
0: Day. Yeah, so that when you speak, it comes out as Roz. <laughs> yeah,
2: and it's a little bit of Bailey's Irish Cream <laughs> in your Mountain Dew, just a splash.
0: Yeah. So she lives in the house. Uh, introductions are made, and she ominously remarks about about the Rolf's son Davey, that uh, children are good
2: for the place. <sighs> yeah and then can i am i allowed to chime in with details? oh please do well the thing that i had forgotten about is like of course the great burgess meredith like barely in the movie making such a vivid impression from his crazy tousled borderline lavender hair yeah and he's in he's in a wheelchair i think he and betty davis, and davis are sharing
1: a wig
0: on the commentary uh curtis was like curtis was like nope that's his hair and it's like dude he did rocky the same year and he's gray all the way
2: it was bananas and so but he's just like and they look out the window the the allardyce brother and sister who have lived together clearly all their life into their elderly years that's not creepy at all i mean perfectly normal and um they see the little boy um david playing and he falls off something hurts his knee and they're burgess meredith and you what you expect is like to, oh your son just hurt himself they are and the
0: delighted
2: cl- oh my god they're just like already feeding off of it like <laughs> yeah yeah and you're like oh wow they're fucked up i mean yeah, to be yeah, fair i, I
1: this, also like after- get that way when i see a child fall down <laughs>
2: Dave, I'm putting on the watch list. Dave. I don't have the fatherly
1: warmth of say an Oliver Reed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, what is it? after Few he, do.
2: Yeah. Uh, Few do. After he,
0: after he falls, I think. Uh, I think uh, uh, was Albert says, "Oh, he's got the devil in him."
1: Yes, he does. In yeah. that weird Creole yeah. accent. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So they they negotiate for a little while, and they makes and and then and then Roz makes another ominous statement about the house. She says it takes care of itself, um,
2: and she's but, very emphatic about the house. Yeah,
0: yeah. So a thing that I noticed, I did this like usually in my usual process where I did it, it twice, and the second time I watched this, I noticed. Every fucking scene in this movie is shot from like a really low angle. Yeah. Yes. Like everybody yeah. is yeah, they're shot. They're not from quite below. canted angles, but they're low
1: and kind of close up.
0: Yeah. Yes. And very unflattering like and very cruel to anyone
2: movie. over 35. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and these these high def presentations are doing nobody any favors. Yeah, it is really low. You're right. Everything. Yeah. But like it's it's particularly, it's very pronounced in this scene in particular, which I think it gives the Allardyce is kind of a sinister quality to them. Cause I mean, they're supposed Mm -hmm. to come off that way anyways, but it really, it really works. And I mean, and there's, there's some other sort of like traditional horror movie shots in this also, like there's some real Dutch angle abuse in this movie. And, uh, but like, yeah, it's funny
2: when you, when you think of it as like, it's really low on Eileen Hackard, who is fairly tall (laughs) and the other ones. And then they're like, um, Oh, but he's in a wheelchair. Bring it down lower. even (laughs) Cameras on the floor. The camera must've been on the
0: floor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean this is this so we we mentioned him already, but this is where where enter Burgess Meredith. Just cleaning it up before he, he even enters oh, the frame. This this is like almost identical to his introduction in the Sentinel, where he just comes in on fire.
1: You're uh, like Burgess Meredith, you have ten he, minutes. I only need
0: five.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he knew no other way. Oh y'all, I need to I need to watch the Sentinel tonight, and I'm going to because I it's been too oh, long. Oh
0: yeah. Listen to our episode oh. episode five of the
2: Sentinel. Here's, That's a oh, will. Here's the amazing will.
1: thing about Burgess Meredith, and I, I thought, because I've seen him in so many fucking things, because he was alive forever and he was an actor forever. And uh. he played really good characters or really bad characters, but he played them both the same way.
0: Yes. yeah, So true. Like, uh. it's,
1: there, there's, it's like whatever cheery uh kind of harmless old guy thing he has it works for evil old guy too you just do the same <laughs> thing and they turn the lights down from a little of mice
2: bit. <laughs> from of mice a uh, mice and men to the penguin yeah. his range is one it's, one note it's dichotomous <laughs> one beaut
0: yeah especially as mickey because mickey is like a way yeah. different character than e- e- either this or or in the sentinel where he's just like Chewing every every inch of scenery available to him, like in that one, it's an entirely different kind of character where he's like really kind of crotchety. Yeah, and but he's equally
1: off. shady in that one too.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, one where that has one uh, of my favorite
1: lines where he's like, "Oh, you're in commercials. I thought you said you were an actor." <laughs> oh no, that oh. was
0: that was that was Ava Gardner's ah, line. Damn
1: it. Same thing. Yeah. Oh. Tomato, tomato.
2: Yeah, I know. I take that very personally, having done all mediums. In my career. That also has the, the
1: same line as, oh, you're from Baltimore. Hmm.
2: God, I'm watching that tonight. I hope it's streaming somewhere.
0: Oh, but yeah, as Roz says after he comes in, uh, you, this is my brother. As you can see, he's full of beans. That's, is that a it's euphemism?
2: What, what is that a euphemism is that, for? Is that just the smell? Um, <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah. Yeah, just so crazy. But like, yeah, they're in this scene and they're basically setting it up, uh, and and their whole their job is to just say things that are definitely menacing and ominous, but to just kind of deliver it like like it's nothing. And they, I will say,
1: Eileen Heckart is is incredible in this movie. Like, she really sells that kind of menacing warmth. And and I don't know if it's just her, like her face. She's kind of resting anger but also it's it's very 1950s she's hungry yes yeah. yeah. yes yeah
2: it's a big clinched smile and you're not sure what's behind it there's a <laughs> lot of energy and intention she gets really excited when yeah. she's
1: when they say well we're gonna it's we're also bringing on to elizabeth and she's like oh an old gal and i was like
0: yeah <laughs> yeah bitch who are you, you know calling with oh. an old gal yeah Yeah. So so there's a catch to this. Also, just so we're all aware,
1: Eileen Heckard is 57 years old in this
2: movie. I I looked that up and I was shocked because it's close enough to my age that I wanted to jump off a (laughs) third story (laughs) window in a beautiful mansion. I mean, that's that's,
1: you know, uh, that's a 1970s, 57. That's basically yes. day.
2: <laughs> Which was 80. Yes, 80 or coffin. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. My wife turned up a picture of uh, Judy Garland recently at 45, and boy, she did not look 45, oh.
2: man. Yeah. She was sick. Yeah. That's what happens
1: when you're sleeping on Ned Wynn's childhood bedroom floor.
2: Uh, yeah, like, just hooked <laughs> up. I would on like his to say that's
1: a joke, but it's not. Nah. So, uh... so many
2: wins we can get in the movie today, and I still the W Y N N.
0: Yeah, so the, uh, the, the there's a catch to this extremely sweet deal that they're getting on this house. The Allardyce's mother will remain in the house, but don't worry, she's cool. Now, who the fuck you'll would never... agree to this? You know, Thank there's you. an
1: 85-year-old woman who lives in the attic, but don't worry about it. She takes care of herself.
0: Yeah, you'll never and see she her. she looks like
2: she's 60. No, that's the
0: weird, I, I've got a note about that line. Ross makes this weird remark that never, it just, that line does not land with me and I don't understand because it doesn't, ever come back she right. tells the rolfs that she's a woman in her 80s she's like 85 but she looks like she's in her 60s which is like supposed to be like reassuring somehow well you know what?
1: she too is full of beans
0: <laughs> <laughs> or here's the other thing or are they talking about the house because that opens up some very, very strange Except, yeah. questions
1: you can ask these questions dan curtis does not have time to answer these questions
0: i think he does though and it's just it's just subtext that kind of gets lost in the melodrama he was, he was like it's but too boring i
2: ask you d- does the novel answer these questions no. do you remember oh really, really. Oh, yeah. mm. no because yeah. i think that it was really i think
1: it was written to be a script you know it's like have you ever read uh something wicked this way comes
0: the uh been, the Brad,
2: the
1: bradbury, bradbury story, story.
2: oh oh, yes I have and it's the movie that was another one that
1: that started out as a movie script and you can tell when you read that like this was clearly written because it is a very straightforward there's not a lot of subtext it is not It it is a metaphor but like it's Hmm. very clearly written to be a movie and that is exactly how this feels
0: that's another parallel to The Sentinel because The Sentinel is the same way where it was a a novel that was written fully intended to be optioned the 70s are like the fucking wild west Oh, you're a writer, but you want to direct movies? Sure, why not? Sure,
1: Michael Crichton here's seventeen million dollars. Make some piece of shit that nobody likes.
0: Oh man, we're talking about the. Are you referring to Coma?
1: Oh, I was thinking of Westworld, but actually, yes, Coma too. (laughs) Oh
2: yeah, that's (laughs) we just each
1: named three different movies.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, if you think Westworld is bad, watch the sequel with Blythe Danner as the reporter. (laughs) Oh no. Richard Benjamin, probably movies. How about he was ever a movie star? I'm still confused, but hooray for everybody.
1: It was the 70s.
0: Yep. Do mm-hmm. anything you yep. want it. So, yeah. Yeah. So th- the thing is, is the other are practically telling these people that the house is some sort of vampire. Oh, yeah, because they're like so,
1: our mother, our dear old girl, our mother, dear mother. It's like, yeah, you know what? I feel like I don't want this house. It looks like shit. There's an old woman in the attic and you guys are fucking creepy as hell.
2: Yeah. And like, I gotta also, wonder so they don't they don't tell about the old woman until they have agreed to take it for nine hundred <laughs> for the season. For the entire summer.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yep. So uh yeah, so like we said, David is playing outside, he falls and he hurts his knee. And to demonstrate the terrible power of this house, Walker walks in with a plant that appears to be dead. Just fucking whistling through
1: those that gap in his teeth. <laughs>
0: yeah but yeah but the plant is like one of those dead ones from the greenhouse but it's got new growth on it again it hurts himself so
2: geranium stinky geranium (laughs) leaves drink it in
0: (laughs) oh yeah yeah everything
2: is dusty and dry
0: uh so ben doesn't want to move in but marion does and he eventually relents um and this means that they have to take care of the place while they're there.
1: I will say that the book is the one of the reasons I think Robert Morasco might have been gay is that the book is a little bit misogynistic in a way that is kind of petty, where it's just like, oh, okay. where it's like this, this character of Marion Rolfe is very like, uh, not only is she like, so he very,
0: does, always, like, he doesn't need to be on her shit, but he is kind of, kind of where he's just like,
1: well, she was a big petulant baby. You know how women are, right girls? <laughs> it's
0: like,
2: can you believe she wore a horizontal stripe <laughs> it, i mean i wrote it that way but please it's her fault somehow. it,
1: it really oh, does
2: eyebrows it really does have I that feeling like, oh she just went f-
1: on and on and
2: <laughs> on, you know there's one thing marion needed was a facial let's get on with this story yep. <laughs> yeah. that is very old school gay yeah misogyny <laughs>
0: Oh, no. So they move in, and the place is truly in a bad spot. It's just fallen down all around them. Uh, Mary and- Oh, wait, you skipped an
1: amazing them. scene where they're in. So they're, this is before they agree. I don't know. Maybe they agree to take when it. When they're
0: in bed. When they're in
1: bed. And he just like, he reaches up. I don't know how you could skip this. He reaches over, and I don't <laughs> know if this was in the script or not. Oliver Reed grabs one of her breasts and starts just wrenching it.
0: Here's the thing. He I is that. He is very oh my God, it's hilarious. I mentioned I did I failed to mention it because the scene just doesn't really go anywhere. It's just him going fine, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Yeah. But he's really, he's really handsy with her in a lot of scenes. And it kind of makes you wonder, in is this that in the script, or is this just absolute you take? Absolutely was not. Absolutely was, was not. not. There was there's comments in the commentary from Karen where, like particularly in the scene where in their pool where they're in the pool together. And he kept I'll trying to, like, he kept trying to, like, physically turn her around. So she was, like, facing away from him. And she's, like, actively resisting him. So he was, like, uh, trying to, you know, he was just, like, well, so he, all over uh,
1: One of the things I was listening to is that he was trying to, it, it was the, it's, the, it's the Shelley Winters thing. He's trying to control her physically by moving her yeah. away so the camera is focused on him because he was so upset that she got top billing. But it's like, hey, uh, Oliver Reed,
2: oh, Matt yeah. Stewart
1: has landed that plane. What have you done lately?
2: <laughs> yeah, thank you.
1: Aside yeah. from a movie that offended all of Europe, <laughs> it
2: was banned, right? Yeah. The Devils. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah, I've run into those. Like the like. Mm, I think when we hug, my face will definitely go to the camera, not yours. Mm-hmm. I won't name names, but (laughs) I mean, Oliver Reed the whole time. Every time I
1: see Oliver Reed, I just think like, if I learned that he had a, uh, and this is actually probably true of him, that he had a history of sexually harassing women, I'd think, well, yeah, that seems right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So when I went looking him up for when I was just researching this, I, I went to his Wikipedia page and I was I don't want to say like relieved, but kind of amazed that there was no controversies section where like he got like outed and me too and all that because he was tight with Michael Winner and he did a bunch of movies with Michael Winner and Michael Winner definitely got hit with that. Shit. Yeah, I think so I can only just imagine
1: about being shitty. So it's like, what's the controversy.
0: It. That's just who he is. <laughs>
2: yeah that's my first he wait it's him in women in love wrestling naked with alan bates too speaking of <laughs> ken russell yeah women Glenda jackson yes yeah that that is is seared on my brain from the 80s seeing it like in a revival house so he's fully naked yes mm. another reason i think i was attracted Did you see to see the
0: eagle <laughs>
2: uh i didn't the eagle was not had not landed yet right. in that movie how's the, okay that's good out. That's that way i think it was way before the eagle landed
0: oh uh. Uh, yeah, so Marion goes looking around, she finds her way up to the top floor, uh, and Mrs. Allardyce does not answer her when she knocks on her door, uh, and it's now that she finds Mrs. Allardyce's collection, which was sort of ominously referred to in the earlier scene with the Allardyce Also, I just kids. want to point
1: out, you, you just skipped right over Benny Davis's outfit, but you know, it's fine, it's fine.
0: We're, <laughs> we're, we'll come back, we'll come back. You know back. what, I there was a there was a couple of points where I, I, I realized, as I'm taking notes here, I we're like halfway into the movie by the point that I even mention her. She, fuck it, we're going for it. She, uh, she, she's, she, Eddie Davis plays Aunt Elizabeth who comes with them and she is a spunky old gal. She's spry because later on the movie is going, the, the house is going to completely consume her. So up to this point, like she's, She's all over the place, and she's got big fucking energy as well. Uh, up until like she's actively directed to like be. Dying. Well,
2: Marion says like you've got more energy than all of us. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Except you don't, because you're seventy five years old, and that outfit. <laughs> oh, my that... my note is, uh, tell me you're in the nineteen seventies without telling me you're in the nineteen
0: seventies. Her her wardrobe is fucking nuts. I don't.
1: Did she bring that
2: from home?
0: It's very Brady Bunch chic. I guarantee I she, she probably was.
2: Oh, yeah, completely. i wear my own <laughs> clothes. You can't have any of your garbage on me. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely brought that out of her, like, wacky Connecticut closet. Oh. oh, God, she's
0: probably got a humongous walk-in closet with just costumes that she's accumulated over the years. That
2: smells like an ashtray <laughs> from
0: 1947. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. she smoked Merritt's 100%. So, uh, yeah, so this is this is the the collection that has been sort of ominously mentioned. And it's just it's a table covered in framed photos, old and new. Uh, and it's not really clear who these people are, although the initial implication is that they're family. Uh, but everybody in the pictures has a sort of alarmed expression. I,
1: again, and, I just and, feel like they all look a little surprised. Like they just got caught off guard a little bit. Like someone was like, yeah. hey, oh, yeah. over yes. here. And then they snapped the Oh, over. yeah, no, no.
0: The the, the photographer said, I'm, okay, on three, and then you took the picture yeah, on It's two. less you're yes. stealing my yes. soul and more, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah right. yes. Yep. So as we're going to find out, the collection may not necessarily be the photos. So what they say in the book, I think,
1: if I remember this correctly, is that these are like all the people she's helped or something like that. Huh. And I don't really know what that helped. means, but- these are her photo. Fo- these are her photo collections. She has thousands. It, do,
2: of them. And she is the house. She is not a woman. So We're just Dan going Curtis to does assume. not have
1: time to answer your questions. Okay,
2: <laughs> he does yep. not. Yep. He is too busy. He has a timeline of tapes up. and, and other other unsold pilots, uh. all of which I've seen repeatedly. Yeah.
0: Then, like in The Shining, they find the kitchen outfitted with a bounty of badass food and alcohol. The light bulb in the pantry doesn't work. And if you missed it before, you're going to get a reminder of how things work around here. This is because when Ben pricks his finger. This is when he goes, the champagne. he
1: goes into the, the kitchen and he goes, hey, everybody, I found the ding-dongs.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, right. And he's like, I think there's ding-dongs because he's in the dark. And then he turns yep. the light on, which previously didn't work. But then Ben hurts himself. And now the light works. And he goes, oh, yeah, there are
2: ding-dongs. <laughs> In case you didn't miss it, there's a long close up on the light bulb glowing. I
1: think Lee Montgomery yeah. is great in this. He is the only. He's the I do too. He's the one who's consistent because half of the time, everybody yes. in this movie is kind of sleepwalking through it. Then they act the shit out of it when it when it's called for. He's the most consistent yeah. one. He is giving you Capital K Kid from beginning yeah. to end.
0: And I'm going to tell you, good. I'm going to tell you, it's it, the scenes with him and Oliver Reed are. I think are really great. I think they have awesome chemistry. They do. And I, I really do buy them as
2: father and son. But because of know. all
1: his fatherly warmth.
2: Sure, sure. But, but he does all that stuff when he's sort of like, I'm going to get, when they do little characters and yeah. chasing each other. Yeah, I mean, I loved when my dad would rarely, but he would do, when he would do that with us, it was like the best thing ever. And Oliver Ree clearly like, Either he's acting real, real hard or he really enjoyed the kid. And like yeah. his problems were with were with women.
1: Well, so everybody know, kept yeah. saying, well, he and Ka-, all the reviews were like, oh, he and Karen Black have this great chemistry. And I'm watching this thinking, do they? I think they're OK.
0: Uh, Every time
1: know. he would kiss her, I was kind of like, ugh. well,
0: yeah, again, like, I think no, she do, was that. Probably, do that. She, She's probably <laughs> uncomfortable in his presence. Yeah, hands you to know, yourself, Oliver like, Reed. No means yeah. no. Yeah. Keep it professional, man.
2: But also she's slowly sort of like, I, you know, she's being possessed by the house for Mrs. Allardyce. So she doesn't right. want, if she gets far, far enough away, she wants his dirty pickle. And then clo- <laughs> when she comes near closer to the house, she's like, no, don't touch me. Right,
0: right, right. So yeah, so uh, we're starting to see Marion become obsessed with the house. And she's beginning to distance herself from the family. And Ben and David go out to fix the pool.
1: Oh, did you skip? Uh, the, I think and- you also skipped by when, when Betty Davis is painting the picture. Oh, they showed yeah. that, and I was like, "God damn it! Penny Davis has never held a paintbrush in her life.
3: Look at this.
1: She's just kind of like stabbing it.
0: <laughs> I know. They could have hired a consultant. She could have faked it. Nope.
2: They could have done all of that, and she would do what she goddamn well wanted to do,
3: regardless. <laughs> yeah. you know,
2: know, ask Jimmy Cagney about me. He'll tell <laughs> you I know what I'm
1: doing. We can't. The only person who's still alive is Burgess Meredith and he left.
2: <laughs> oh no, I you know what?
0: And also, oh, there is another detail of her character. She smokes throughout the movie, but always through a, like a holder. Yes. S- such a great detail. That she definitely um, brought from home. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That was probably your favorite one. So I don't know. Uh, the thing I wish it was one of those ones with like the long stem. You know, you the, you you only saw the that Gorilla like, DeVille. Yeah, you only the ever Cruella saw that DeVille version cartoon. Oh, I was thinking Leslie Ann Warren from Clue. yeah you see it in cartoons and batman and that was that was it
2: literally saw leslie Ann two weeks ago out picketing just dropping that name while you bring it up it never stops over here solidarity honey talk about older but looking like you're 40 oh she's a she's amazing yeah
1: so everybody in this house or in this movie i what here's the thing i don't understand about the whole film this is the premise uh as a whole did they go on vacation to do chores
2: uh, because that's right? the premise like, of
1: this movie is that
0: they go to this house so Karen Black can do housework. Well, actually, that's the sort of point of contention between the two of them. You, you're paying the you're paying to fix the house, but that's the point of contention between them originally, is he doesn't want to have to move into this place and then spend the summer like fixing the pool
2: yeah, in
0: the pool and then chopping that's just that sounds like fucking bullshit man i want
2: to go on vacation this is like those uh, and the house takes care of itself though yeah. that's a lie not very well and it so, seems <laughs> exactly and so i did i miss the point when they're like you have to fix everything first yeah you have I, to stay here you have to pay to stay here and work i think they a part of the- it like it's like that's part of the
0: charm isn't it yeah, no. They, they took Walker with him apparently, so that he can't be the handyman who's supposed to do all Look,
1: this shit. He, he could oh, not. He right. could not sustain that
0: character for two hours. Oh no! That do- <laughs> where the hell did he go? That's the, into, that into the ether.
2: Valid question. Back to yeah. the I know, but he could have stayed and done shit. Yeah. Wow. No. Back to like Ozark's, you exactly. know, collars <laughs> and and the possum feed.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so they, let's see, See, Davey and Ben, they fix the pool pump together, and they wander out into the overgrowth, and they find a family cemetery, but no grave is more recent than 1890. Okay.
2: Yeah. Also, yeah, where does that come back around? Yeah. Because I was like, are are the Allardyces, are they like, because they they suckle off the mother of the house, so families come in and make it reborn so they can be reborn, so they're actually like 100 years old. Yeah. That- and and... The penguin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that's really what it is. Is it's either that or they're not even real, or maybe they're apparitions in yeah. the house, or they're some sort it of goes. manifestation. And that's why Walker isn't around anymore either. Oh, like yeah, basically yeah, the yeah. the house just kind of produces this shit in order to bring people in. Uh got it. Yeah. So so um she let's see, Marion finds the last tray she left for Mrs. Allardyce completely untouched, tries to speak to her through the door, but receives no reply. Uh, Also in the book,
1: she actually does. Occasionally she will go back and get the tray and some of the food has been eaten. Because if you're bringing a tray up to this 85 year old gal, old gal, and she never eats the food, you'd start to think, okay, either she's dead in there or there's nobody in there.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I don't but think does in she, the movie does she, does she does. drink the tea or something? Isn't there at one point she sees the tray? Is that something is eaten? It, there might be, because, because it
1: wrong. happens in the book. Because otherwise, you would, uh, at some point you'd have to be like, "All right, I'm going in there."
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, another parallel to another
0: movie that we did this. This reminded me of the old Dark House. Oh yeah, with the tray that's outside. Oh, yeah, of... there's a
1: lot of there's a lot of parallels between them. because they're both they're very like uh, kind of stereotypical gothic stories.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this is also in a lot of ways. This is a this is a dark house movie. Yes. You know. Yes, for sure. Yeah.
1: you know, Or a dark soundstage. But it, that's not really what happened. It was all shot on mm-hmm. location.
0: So uh, Karen Black was five months pregnant when she made this movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: Whoever managed her wardrobe managed to cover it very well. So that
1: actually explains a lot of the choices in this, because at some point she is dressed like Gary Oldman in Dracula. And it is like, who who decided this (laughs) was a good idea?
2: Oh, with that Lily Munster cloak. Yes, completely.
0: Her evolving wardrobe in this is so great. Was but, Betty uh, Davis yes. also
2: five months pregnant because she had some really <laughs> smocky looking sweatery? Um, I mean, I'm a, it's not, none, of my, none of my business. I'm just Ver- wondering. Vertical, strikes,
0: vertical stripes are slimming. <laughs> yes. Yep.
2: So, she brought that uh, yeah. from home, Sam. Oh. <laughs> brought this fetus from home.
0: So as David tries to get her to come down to the pool with him, uh, she uh she opens the horror movie music box and becomes entranced by the spooky ass music that comes out of it. Back at the pool, Ben goes flying into it with what looks like the most painful belly flop of all time. Oh, this
1: is when they cut back to Betty Davis and she's blowing up the thing, and I saw the scene and I was yeah. like, Why are they making this poor drag queen blow up this sh- float? <laughs> she looks ridiculous. She doesn't have
0: the wind she doesn't have the wind for it. <laughs>
2: She can really suck on a cigarette, yeah. <laughs> let alone blow up a giant, whatever, you know, pelican. I think he says,
1: Oliver so. Reed says something to her. She's like, I know. And I drink too much and I smoke too much.
2: <laughs> That's right. yeah. That so, was an ad lib. Clearly not in the I script. think
1: everybody yeah. is ad libbing most of this movie. Not Karen <laughs> Black. She's professional, but everybody else.
0: Yeah, there was there was a little bit of talk in the commentary track about like, hey, Dan, how much, uh, much ad libbing do you do? You, allowed he's like it's all
2: good as long as they stay as much as
1: possible it's cheaper that way
2: (laughs) (laughs) i gotta i gotta watch this commentary abc
0: likes it that way you know i'll tell you what (laughs) the the commentary was not as informative as i was hoping it's mostly them just kind of being like man we had a great time didn't we like the whole time like through like that's funny uh, benny
1: davis says otherwise yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. Like, it doesn't sound like it was a shit show. It just sounds like there were a couple of very abrasive The staff at
1: Oliver Reed's hotel says otherwise. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. So, yeah. So this is the part where Ben is swimming around underwater. He finds a pair of cracked old-timey glasses.
1: I, you and, know uh, I love this fucking scene. I yeah, think the economy yeah. of this scene is incredible. Because what he finds is he... So he swims down and he finds these old glasses. And they're not really broken as though they've been cracked or they're rusted there is a hole right through the center of one of the lenses and I think what's incredible is it's the implication is that something has pierced this lens and gone into whatever was behind it which is an yes. eyeball and so it doesn't tell you anything else all it tells you is some terrifying shit happened here something's not right get the fuck out
0: yep but they don't. Nope. He puts them on and instead. it's never
1: brought Like up. any normal person, he puts on the cracked, broken glasses.
2: <laughs> yeah. But he, but also it's never brought up again. I thought, you know, it's one of those things you're like, oh, this will certainly come back. Oh no, you've got the wrong movie. <laughs> oh no. It's not coming back. No, he's just, he's just giving you a little, giving you,
0: giving you a little taste of, uh, of some I was dr- watching something
1: recently that you kept, oh no, I told you to watch it, uh, X-Ray and you kept texting me questions about what is happening. And I finally was just like, <laughs> why are you asking questions? This movie does yep. not have time for your questions.
0: Right? Yeah. X Ray, which which we, I, I, oh, we we're bo- I believe we both we both watched independently twice in less than twenty four
1: hours. That
2: is. A- I don't know this movie. Oh, what? Sam. It's nineteen
1: eighty one. It is. It's like a you know in that kind of no man's land where everyone was just like let's make slasher movies
0: and they were like okay, but yes, what do we yes. make them about? Doesn't matter.
2: Yep. Get a, a knife and some blood it's and a, run.
0: It's a canon film. And they're not really known for slasher movies, and this movie just lays that bare that they have no idea. But it ends up being one of the fucking craziest movies that I've seen in in. a while.
2: It's got uh, God putting it on the list.
0: What was God? What is her name? The Hee Haw lady.
2: Oh Jesus, Misty Rowe. I I was a a thorough watcher of Hee Haw every Saturday in West Virginia. Minnie Uh, Pearl. No, she she was younger.
0: She was like a. She uh, she was in play. Barbie Benton. Barbie Benton is she You're is welcome. the star
2: she was uh you have girlfriend for oh. many years yeah yeah,
0: yeah she's in, uh, and, we're and gonna, everybody we're, is we're, just
1: we're, doing something different in it nobody knows what what movie they're in they're just like just keep going
2: it is the it's most like dangerous hospital <laughs> i think i've been in that movie a couple of times yeah. believe me
0: oh it's crazy we're gonna do we're we've got it on the schedule we're doing it but i strongly recommend it because it is a crazy crazy movie there's a there's a Vinegar Syndrome release. So they do it a double. Now,
1: see, now I've derailed this during what is the the genuinely best part of this movie.
0: Right, right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so this is the part where uh, uh, Ben and Davey play in the pool until things take a really dark turn. Because this shit is, so, th- is,
1: is genuinely upsetting.
0: It's upsetting yeah. because Ben, it starts out where he's like, Davey's like leaping off of his shoulders. But then he starts to like. And Betty Davis him.
1: gets really upset. She says, Davey. That is deep water. Is that that, <laughs> yep. that beautiful, beautiful mid-Atlantic accent just coming at you
0: with a vocal fry way before it was That cool. is
1: deep water.
0: Yep. So uh, he he's becoming more and more violent about it until he's fully choking the kid and holding him under. But the thing is, is every now and then you get a glimpse of his face and he's having the time of his life doing this like. It's a very. I thought fucked everybody up scene. is fucking
1: going for it in this scene. Everyone is acting the shit out of this part, and they're all doing great.
2: Rewatching the editing, I'm like, he. This is some of this is really happening to this kid. They're not they're, obviously they couldn't afford stump people, except for the thing at the end. Apparently, yeah. but he says yeah. he, had but weights, really the kid. he had weight
1: belt on him or something to keep him from coming back up. But a lot of it was oh just Oliver God. Reed just holding him down.
0: Oh. Right, oh my God. right, because there's a lot of underwater like photography of him just choke holding the kid and holding him yes. underwater. <laughs> yeah, it's just I'm it's a fucked trooper. up, and it really gets to me. Uh, it's a it's a hell of a. Scene. It's like but when you use David- dogs
1: in movies, and like no matter what you're doing, it's like you can still tell they're looking a little bit to the left to whoever's off screen, and they look so excited, even though they're supposed to be terrified.
2: Yeah. Yep. I've been on that set many times too. <laughs> and you're not allowed to touch them as an actor, even though they're supposed to be your best friend. At work at except for they're at work. That's true.
0: Yep. So eventually Davey hits him with his diver's mask and manages to get away. And that's the that's, that's the scene where it's it's the two sort of the two shot where it's like Close up, right down the barrel, like look with a kid looking down the barrel, terrified. And that scene is and incredible because he's
1: got his. I mean, he's probably has like a blood pack or something in his hand, but he's covering yeah. his face. and You can tell he breathes out at one point because the blood just sort of like like splashes out between his fingers, and he's moving backwards like some kind of like he has this look on his face. He's like an animal. It is an incredible yeah. shot.
0: It's the best. Yeah, it's it it easily it's the best part of the whole movie. Like it's it's really cool. And so again, uh, but, you know,
1: and and I don't like to constantly compare something to a book because this is obviously a different thing. But in this case, this was clearly written to be a movie. And in this, what happens in the pool is actually a big part of the story because the whole point of, of a lot of what the house is doing is it's, it's exacerbating the things they already feel. And so what he keeps yeah. saying, oh. like, Oh, you know, I didn't mean to do it. Or she said, you know, Karen Black says, Oh, you didn't mean to do it. It got out of control. And he says something like, no, I did mean to do it. And that's kind of yeah. the whole point is that he's very resentful of these two people for kind of holding him back and tying him down.
2: Oh, so this uh, okay. is that
1: anger yeah. coming through because uh, he has gotcha. no in the, restraint anymore.
0: In the movie, it doesn't really come across that way. The way that he sort of describes it is uh, uh, if it were me, I, you know, like, no, I did not intend to do that, but something in him, it, like it, it unlocked some part of him that was like, yes, I did mean to do that and I enjoyed it. And uh, uh, he's he's horrified, outwardly horrified by like this this thing that he's done. It's 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 a thing because he he he's haunted by this for for quite a while, and that's what causes his
1: nightmare that night, the defining oh, right. scene of this movie.
0: Yes, oh yeah. But uh, but as this is happening, and the the dream pool thing is all the while, Marion is lovingly tending to the collection.
2: Oh, and yeah, she can't hear them. Yep. She's obsessed with polishing a picture and a frame.
1: Sitting in those so, horribly yeah. uncomfortable looking furniture. Everything about this movie just yes. looks uncomfortable.
2: Yeah. yeah. You can just smell it. You can just smell the yeah, musk. It's, it's the dusty. Oh, yeah.
1: There's no, it's all horse hair. Yes, yep. yes. Yep.
2: Mm. yep. The houses I grew up in. Yes, I'm very familiar. (laughs) Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So, by night, Ben dreams of his mother's funeral when he was a child and the ghoulish hearse driver. And so, like we said earlier, this is Anthony James, who is another one of those people that you've definitely seen in other movies, but you may not know his
1: name. Now, I'm going to jump in because I I looked at his – because I I was curious to – time and sam you might understand this you see somebody and you're like that person seems gay i'm gonna go find out if that person's gay <laughs> yes,
2: all the time. yes because sir. anthony yes,
1: james i was like there's just something about him that seemed mm. and mm-hmm. so i went and looked mm-hmm. and of course it doesn't really say uh but it did say that he he never married and he died mm. uh, or he ended up living taking care of his best friend his mother and i was like oh, all right girl
2: Uh, But also the other
1: thing that's one of the things I read was that his best, he doesn't talk about it much in his biography, except his best experience was just being on set with Betty Davis. And I was like, well, confirmed. (laughs)
3: Completely, (laughs) Um, yes. But his IMDB
1: biography, and I'm going to do a little bit of reading because this is incredible. It just runs through a bunch of things. Uh, I don't think Mr. James wrote this. And it says, other noteworthy parts include a slimy gay hitchhiker in the cult classic Vanishing Point. A wimpy priest in the Culpepper Cattle Company, a scuzzy outlaw in High Plains Drifter, a deranged psycho in The Teacher, a chauffeur from hell in The Chiller Burnt Offerings, and the vicious leader of a gang of ferocious barbarians in the strictly so-so science fiction outing, Ravagers. <laughs> strictly so-so? Well, well, so that's so. not the shadiest biography I've ever read. So that is
2: so- whoever wrote that is certainly gay, <laughs> no. that's for sure. No.
1: And then she did a bunch of other movies nobody cared about.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Is he still alive, Mr. Anthony no, James? He, th- he
1: retired from being an actor and became a painter, like a fairly successful painter, because he lived in Cambridge for like the, like the second half of his life. And I think he died from cancer. Uh, not too long. Okay. Ago, maybe in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he has a very distinct appearance. He's uh, he's tall. True. Yeah, he looks like a murderous skinny. hillbilly waiter.
2: He's all angles. Speaking of the gay, and that's and I do that all the time. The same thing, Dave. Like, I'm like, I get, I'm getting a vibe. Even if it's a movie from the 30s, you're gonna know, be like, confirmed, yes. Confirmed bachelor means my suspicions are. He confirmed. was
1: married six times, each one for eight months.
2: <laughs> all of them arranged exactly. by the studio. By a publicist, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I thought he was kind of sexy in this. Like, I there's something about that. Just even as a kid, seeing the advertisements, I was kind of like, "Oh, what's that?" because well, yeah, he I has that. Kind of he has bit. such a big
1: grin. And he has this yeah, sort of—he yeah. has this wild intensity about it, even in the heat of the night when he's yeah. supposed to look gross. Same in High Plains Drifter; he looks disgusting in that too. But there's something magnetic about him where you're like, "You are just yeah. sort of
0: crazy." His body is angular, you know, and so yes. he, right <clears throat> down to that grin, like they—it's prominently featured in this movie. Yeah, yeah. It would be so. like
1: a. It would be like a sort of a who are the the poet and the painter or whatever. The, oh, Rimbo <laughs> and 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 Verlaine.
0: Oh, oh
2: it,
1: it would be yes. like that kind of relationship where it's like you know it would be really interesting at first, and we'd just be throwing glasses at each other by the end of the night. The joke it's took too screaming. long to get there; it wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go, go on. Take take this away from me. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the 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 way that the scene plays out is is it's it's a funeral, and the the hearse driver holds the door open for for little Ben to get in to the to the car. And he closes the door and he crouches down and he gives him that crazy fucking grin and we're gonna see that a bunch of times throughout the movie this is this something that that haunts and me. also
2: even though it would probably be the late 40s for oliver reed yeah. the kid in it has full bush <laughs> of 70s hair oh <laughs> like you know oh yeah, yeah brady yeah he was know. in
0: the movie for like five minutes and so his mom was like there's no way in hell i'm cutting his hair for this
2: no exactly yeah. you're not paying enough yeah. not for scale
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so removed from the pool, Ben is now haunted by what happened. Uh, he knows what happened. He knows what he did and he how he felt while doing it. And uh, this is the first time that anybody suspects that something might be wrong with the house. Uh, ben was uh, apparently haunted by these dreams for a long time, but it's been some time since he's had one. And now they're back. The next day, Marion visits the pool and is amazed by how the pool has changed. It looks brand new and it does.
2: It painted itself. It painted its It's like. Right, it wasn't yeah. red before. No, no, no,
0: because like it was actually kind of dumpy before. And then uh, she shows up, and there's like a fountain and shit. Like, it's... yes, yeah,
1: that's how they got the mansion. They were like, "Look, we'll come in and we will renovate the entire thing for you." It's actually part yeah. of the story.
2: And this was the first movie shot there. And I'm I'm curious about like if it was dumpy, like at the was. beginning when we see it, it's kind of like it needs a paint. It was in okay, it needs a paint job. So oh. they did that. Yes. Yeah, because
0: by the end it looks beautiful, right? yeah it does so uh yeah so now we get a bit of reconciliation between ben and davy and then ben and marion meet up by the pool by night uh where he stares at the pool with a haunted expression and then uh he and marion have a bit of sexy times in the pool but she rebuffs him he remarks a little water sport marion yeah <laughs> and then right. he yep and then he tries to rape her on the lawn
1: i feel like this is the real oliver reid this isn't acting yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's not exactly how it goes. Yeah. So everything's going fine until uh, she sees the light on in Mrs. Allardyce's room. And then her desire turns and she runs to the top floor. So I don't understand
1: the red lighting in this. There's there's tons of red I don't lighting. either. And it feels. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So one of the I was
1: listening to the, the commentary. I can't remember the guy's name. It was a wild commentary where he spends a lot of time talking about his own like uh, upbringing by alcoholics. Seems inappropriate, but it's fine. <laughs> and he spends a lot of time talking about the lighting and how it's he loves the nod to Mario Bava and I was like this doesn't feel Ooh. like a nod to Mario Bava something tells me Dan Curtis had never heard of Mario Bava in 1976 or whatever A, a lot
0: of people do that like they they're very like there's a lot of revisionism that goes on yeah. in movies where people will be like, oh, God, yeah, this was such a nod to Mario Baba. And it's like, Mario Baba wasn't known outside of Italy. No, oh, he in was 1975. And,
1: Yeah, it, re- yes. and nobody's nodding to anything, anything in this movie. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, and and one red light is not an equal of Mario Bava nod by <laughs> yeah, any means. Yeah,
0: so uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, the next time we, the next day, we get some sexy shirtless Oliver Reed hacking away at the bushes with a machete. Yeah, and he's Delicious. angry with
1: her because she didn't want him to rape.
2: her. Right, me, yeah, it's yeah, the
1: 1970s without telling
2: me. It's dare the she. 1970s. Yeah. He just—you can smell the bourbon off the screen of his <laughs> this, like hangover flop sweat, yeah—and his machete. Ooh, yeah.
1: And he's it's drinking so, uh, a beer while doing it.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's also not to be. And I remember this from seventies. Like, Coors was not on the East Coast. Like, and it. the, no, I the So I read that MBS too, and that. I'm
1: not sure if that's true because there's the Coors uh, boycott, which is I think '77 or '78. So uh, Coors made a lot of uh, sort of. uh anti-gay it wasn't really anti-gay yeah. advertising but there was a big kind of uh, backlash against cores by the gay community and that was late i would say 77 78 and yeah and, that was the and i was reading about so it's in in the boston gay papers so oh they must have i mean maybe it was just a political thing doesn't necessarily mean it was being sold here
2: um, I just don't remember it. And I started drinking in the seventies. So I'm just letting you know that. But I didn't wouldn't like, have it been Coors light in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. And I was on the East coast.
0: <laughs> there's uh yeah, there's a, there's a couple of like little things throughout the movie that if you're paying attention, it really does kind of betray the, the setting, but also I don't know if they actually say like in the, movie where this is supposed to be because when they talk about the city they just kind of refer to it as the city yes that's true but like uh like i mean there's like california license plates and stuff like oh yeah that no that
1: there's you clear see. you can clearly oh, see yeah. california license plates in this
0: movie yeah uh yeah so this is also the scene where aunt elizabeth is starting to show the signs of being consumed by the house she comes down uh to the i believe it's the greenhouse and she Marion is like, oh boy, you slept late. And she's like giving her a hard time. Like, hey, it's my right to sleep late. But I, man, I've been real tired lately. I feel
1: like they got like an hour into this movie and they were like, Jesus, we got to speed this shit up
2: because yeah. she
1: comes down looking like the goddamn Crypt Keeper.
2: Yeah, you're like, you think Betty Davis looks bad? Just wait. Like, yeah, her, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her yeah. condition worsens so fast. And I, I feel like they, so, yeah. she was
1: just like, well, how do I depict... Uh, illness and aging they were like do it like you do it on the stage betty because she really (laughs) goes for. oh yeah and
0: then there's just that like there's like that red eye pencil to really yes completely
2: with just powder in her hair have y'all ever seen scream pretty peggy which is a tv movie that's like okay yeah (laughs) she doesn't look that bad in that but she is supposed to be drunk the whole time oh um and it's uh it reminded me a little bit of that Marion's hair is also starting
0: to turn gray as well. Which that is a. You um, need a beauty pilot
2: too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a
0: big part
1: of the book. Isn't so in the book, she's very, because she is kind of um, uh, materialistic and, and I don't really know what else, uh, but she's very, vain. she is very vain because in the book, she becomes obsessed with it. In the movie, she's just uh. kind of like, eh, whatever.
2: Makes me, yeah, she makes mentions me it a couple of times. On with yeah. the show, everybody. Yeah. it's like my aunt Sylvia. <laughs> she went completely gray by thirty-three or whatever the name yeah. is. Yeah.
0: Yep. So, so yeah, she's like, "Yeah, listen, Aunt Elizabeth, why don't you go upstairs and take a nap?" And so she's like, "Yeah, I might go do that." So she goes upstairs, and then she like lays down, and then she's like, "No, fuck this, I can't go to sleep." So she goes upstairs to try and talk to Mr. She wants to show her
1: the painting that she was stabbing at earlier.
0: Yeah. She (laughs) wants to talk to her through the door, knocking first and is surprised to find Marion in the room already. But she was literally just downstairs. Looking
1: not at all suspicious.
0: Oh yeah. Every time anybody like goes up and sort of confronts her there, she basically throws herself against the door. Like, no, you can't go in. You must not go in. And they're like, why what's going on in there? And she's like, Nothing. And there's like that She's those
1: sleeping. those wild those made for TV movie stings in the music. Every single like yeah. the music for this, they went with the wrong dude when it came to the music.
2: They were yeah. commenting about how like it was Dan Curtis's usual music oh, yeah. that he used for everything. Yeah, it's the it guy, very Dan Curtis. The guy
1: who did the theme to Dark Shadows. I mean he's he did yeah. everything. Oh right. They, yeah. Norless yeah. Tate and he Night Stalker. Everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So most of the most of the cast and crew for this was just recycled from other stuff that he.
1: And you can feel it. This movie feels like a made-for-TV movie, and a lot of it, I think, is because it's because of the cinematography, but also because of the music. That's just like, oh yeah, this is the cheesiest shit that you could imagine. Like it has yes, that, it you know, Barnabas descending the
0: staircase.
2: Even for seventy five, when they made it, it's still yeah, yeah. completely like that.
0: Yeah, at one point in the commentary, he remarks that he had to constantly remind himself that he wasn't working in like TV aspect ratio. So yeah, so he, this is definitely like this is a, a TV person trying to work in cinema. This is
1: very right? different from Toby Hooper when Toby Hooper made. uh Salem's lot they were like you know this isn't made for TV this is for television he was like I don't know how to do that I'm just gonna do my yeah. thing okay Yeah. Like eventually they were like, like that, fine he keeps arguing with us just let him do it
2: Yeah, that's you, why it was so good probably. Yeah, like, yeah. If,
0: you, if you shoot it like that you're gonna see the top of the sets man so <laughs>
1: doesn't matter yeah <laughs> like, you know the boom mic is in the shot no time keep going
0: <laughs> yeah so uh okay back outside uh the hearse driver appears to ben in broad daylight now and every time every time this happens now like he becomes like panic stricken and like catatonic he's like squeezing yeah, he and I, was,
1: I saw that i'm like it's just going in his eyes but also i don't know if there was like something else on his face because the second watch that i did you can see there's like Something red is leaking. Yeah, there's it's like, like a red streak. It's like Rudy Giuliani at Four Seasons. It's black, like, <laughs> is black? Is something red leaking down his face? And he's just the yeah. beer going in his eyes. I'm like, shit, this is like a fucking every every Thursday morning at Oliver's house.
0: Uh, yeah, I suspected that he like crushed the can against his head and like scraped it a little bit with all the flop, oh, yeah. all the flop sweat and beer. It just like you know, it's oh, just enough to get a little red on. I don't life.
2: <laughs> this is turning me on so, much. It's just <laughs> so hot. Well, and was Oliver Reed softly. good looking?
1: You tell me. Killing me, <laughs> yep.
2: Killing me softly with your swang. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Oliver
0: Reed. Uh, so by night, every clock in the house suddenly jumps to midnight.
2: And, oh, right. I uh, forgot about that. And
0: Ben goes to check on Davey and finds his door locked. And so. He stomps through the door and he finds Davey passed out from a nearby heater, which is pumping gas directly into his room
1: now. And you'll notice when he goes to turn the gas off, he really has to work for it. Yeah. Which is yep. interesting, given that the next day she blames Betty Davis for it.
0: Yeah. Or yeah. or does she? And, She's really kind of passive does. aggressive she about does. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I'm Not saying you did, but you locked the door. wasn't locked. I'm not saying it's you, but it was you. But it's not you, but it was you. That's how you know it was run <laughs> by a gay man. Also, also, they bash out a window. Yep. And then they bash out another window, and I wasn't sure why. Because they mention. never repair the. Yeah. Sure. The house takes yeah, well, care of, the of hu- itself. The house takes care of itself. Except oh, when yeah, it reglazes.
1: Yeah. Except when Oliver Reed <laughs> has right. to.
0: Yep. So, so this is what we're talking about. The the, the next morning, Aunt Elizabeth. Visits with Marion in the greenhouse. And this is the part where where Marion's appearance is beginning to change as well. It's not just the hair. She's wearing her, or or rather, it's not the gray hair. She's like wearing her hair up now, uh, where before she was real loose with it. Uh, Mm -hmm. But but hers is a
1: subtle change. And Elizabeth, she looks like the same character. Did you ever see, uh, what was that Tom Tryon novel? They made the movie. It's a two-part TV. Betty Davis, it's not... It's not Crowhaven. Oh, f- Dark Secret yes, of Harvest, Harvest Home. Home.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Jesus Christ, you guys. And she she looks like that character. Well, in that character, she's supposed to be like 100 years old or whatever. Like, she goes.
2: She's like the leader of this Amish nature cult that's Whoa. like, yeah, yeah, this family falls into. I've uh, seen yeah, it And recently. she's
1: like 100 a, a years old. She goes from being this spunky old gal to being like a, a corpse overnight. And like- she, she,
0: she looks like Grandpa from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. She
1: does.
2: Yes, she does. Yeah. And she is one of those people where maybe that's one of the reasons she accepted it and she took it because like she was not afraid to look hideous, even your Barbara Stanwix and your Ava Gardner's at that time oh. and the other old bra. Oh, she sets a standard in whatever bad. happened to Baby
0: Jane. Oh,
1: she looks like a Kabuki really, like, dancer in that movie. Like she's, <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, they're writing a letter. But to the Daddy Kabuki Bar? dancer who woke up every day never took off their makeup and keeps putting exactly. new makeup over the old makeup. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I feel like she's channeling that character a little bit, and like maybe, like I feel like Jane Hudson is like seventy percent just Betty Davis.
2: Oh, if not eighty or ninety. Yeah, I'd
1: like to yes. order a case of liquor.
0: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't much. Neither part was really a stretch for either lady. No, but the mortgage uh, but, uh, was due. <laughs> yeah. So Anne Elizabeth admits to being in Davy's room the night before, but that she had nothing to do with the heater, and it turns into a whole thing that you guys are just talking about, where. She was like, well, then why was the door locked? And it's like, I don't fucking know. How, do, how would she have locked the door from the inside if she was out of the yeah, room? And I he mean,
1: needed like a pipe wrench to like close the fucking valve. So like, yeah. is, is the Crypt Keeper supposed to have come in and not remembered, apparently? And then
0: what? But the thing is. is And then is, locked is, it from Elizabeth, the
1: inside on the way out the window Yeah, I with, guess?
0: Her, with her mind or something. Yeah. But she she worries that her mind is going now. Yeah. So uh, later... Her
2: body certainly is. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: But Ben and Elizabeth uh, talk, and she implores him to leave because she knows something's wrong with the place. And so, again, Ben confronts Marion outside of Mrs. Allardyce's room.
1: Is this um, after Davey has dropped the, the punch bowl? No, yes. that's af- nope. That's right after this. Because that, uh, that part made me laugh out loud.
0: Because he goes up there to basically give her a hard time for, like, fighting with Ann Elizabeth. And then they all, then she goes downstairs and Davy's like, that's when he drops the thing. And it is
1: the most contrived scene. It's like, why, why is this 12 year old boy interested in this crystal
0: punch bowl? Oh yeah. And he's yeah. like holding it and inspecting it very clearly. Uh, this 12 year old boy <laughs> was interested in his
2: grandmother's crystal punch bowl is all I'm saying. <laughs> well, some I'm of us, sure us of like antiques. Is that a problem? <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, but uh, so, yeah. Um, she started to, Marion is starting to dress like a woman in the Victorian age. And what She's I wonder starting...
1: is, is she stealing the clothes from the house or did she bring these get ups with her? Because she is just one brooch after another from this point. <laughs> I think the end.
2: she they're in the house. That's what I think. Yeah. Because yeah. that feels
1: a little forward to me.
2: That or or why ask questions?
1: I guess it's like if you have to take care of the eighty-five-year-old woman on the other side of the door, I'm going to wear her
0: clothes while I'm at it.
2: She's not wearing. (laughs) Can't pull the thread. If you can't pull the thread on the plot, the whole sweater will come apart. Yeah,
0: because there's no way that she brought that many cameos with her, you know. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so um, downstairs, Davy breaks the bowl, and Marion loses her fucking mind over this, and the family is coming apart, and she can only cry for the broken bowl. And uh, Anne Elizabeth, meanwhile, is near death. This is the part where she's like starting to get up, like trying to move up. And then something like this, this like popping or snapping sound. And she suddenly like flops down. And this
1: is she's, and this is where she's doing it for the back row. Like she is uh, really yeah. going oh, for yeah.
0: it. The remainder of her screen time is fucking crazy. Yep. Because she gets that like wild eyed look and she doesn't really speak anymore. It's all like, uh, uh, you know.
1: And like this is this is not at all any illness that anyone has ever had.
2: And the wig is doused with wesson oil, and she's just writhing and wriggling in it. Oh yeah, yeah, fantastic. it's
1: amazing that all that powder didn't just clump up.
2: Yeah, it's like <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, it's uh, uh, John Carradine in this again in the fucking Sentinel. Yep, I need to watch that. again. Oh, you do. Damn. It's so good. It's been too long. Yeah. B- uh, now Ben confronts Marion about the house. And uh, this isn't quite as, like, fierce and fucked up as before. Now he's like, would you give this house up for me? Like, it's very, like, at uh, least they're having, like, a heart-to-heart. Oh, that's right. All right. And then Davy alerts them to Aunt Elizabeth's condition, which is terrible. Yeah, which is dying. Yeah, she's on death's door, and Marion is like to the Oh, you know phone what it is? She's and...
1: like the sister Zelda from Pet Cemetery.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what she's doing. Oh, my God. Yep. But thicker and and, and flannelly nightgown. And with on. more gin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah this time with
0: more gin. <laughs> yeah. So Marion goes to the phone and pretends to call the doctor, but she does not. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. So sinister. So she comes back up. And ben tells her to wait for the doctor downstairs, but again, she does not. Marion instead goes to the top floor and takes her place in the wing She's chair. She's got to polish
1: the frames.
0: Yep. And that is outside not a euphemism. <laughs> no, she's going <gonna laughs> to polish be. the frames. Oh, yeah, I, I hear you. So, uh, yeah, she's outside of Mrs. Allardyce's room and the spooky music box plays. She begins to eat Mrs. Allardyce's food, which for, some, right. for some reason that scene really kind of grosses me out. I,
1: so I think this is actually, this is not quite as good as the pool scene, but I do think this is a very effective scene because you're like, oh, she's just fucking all in at this point.
0: Oh yeah, she is completely. She's consumable. eating that boiled
1: chicken like she's wearing the cameo and that weird Dracula mm-hmm.
0: cape. She's she's done. Oh right, is. I think is this the is this the part where she's it's like that like purple robe yes. right
2: yeah like a silk billowy like like I said like a semi lily monster and I, and I, when she goes outside on the town. What is
1: that even?
0: You it's a house coat. You wear it around the house. Okay, well.
2: It's yeah. a rich lady beautiful house coat yeah. for when you can't get out of out of the house that day yeah. or you stay. You're in not you're not re-
0: you're not receiving visitors, so mm-hmm. this is a casual look. You just described
1: my life. I don't know why I don't have one of these.
2: Well I had some elderly southern lady relatives who eventually would just take to their bed. <laughs> or my grandmother sometimes would have to check into the hospital to rest <laughs> for a week or so. She's exhausted. And I feel like so that's why I think that they would wear one something like that. Yeah
0: informally known as a muumuu that's not a muumuu though oh no, no that is too tailored and that is fancy definitely not a muumuu this is uh was, this is a very like fancy 1890s lady it's almost uh, like a lady smoking jacket yeah, that was in the, the, that yeah. was yeah. in
1: in costumes at mgm since the 20s oh probably,
0: sure yeah yes. this is the first time it's ever appeared on film in color
2: <laughs> <laughs> betty davis probably wore it a <laughs> third time around yeah, this yeah. Is,
0: this was the source of their beef was like, she looks better in that thing than I did.
2: I, one time in one of my first jobs, I put on a pair of pants. It was at Fox. I looked at the label and sewed into it. It still said, R. Montalban. <laughs> and it was one of the best days of my life. Oh, that's awesome. Ricardo Montalban. I would have gone through
1: his entire filmography just looking for them.
2: Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. They were pretty They pretty basic. I'm going to guess Beneath
1: the Planet of the
0: Apes.
2: Ricardo's in that? one? he in that one? He's in one of the last He's not in that one.
0: I just watched Beneath the Planet of the Apes. What's the last
1: one? He's in that one.
0: Uh, Battle for the Planet of the Apes, maybe. I don't know.
2: Surrender, battle. I've seen them all.
0: Uh, Let's see. So outside, Ben can hear an engine running, the same engine he heard before when the hearse drove up. So terrified, Ben and Aunt Elizabeth prepare themselves. Uh, He's he's a little bit
1: ham-fisted.
0: I love it, though. So yeah, he's like pressed up against the wall, like like terrified, and and they can both hear him. Like it's basically he's coming up the steps, but he's like bringing something with him, mm-hmm. and so all of a sudden the door is like thrust open, and he th- he throws a, a a coffin into the room, right down the barrel of the camera. somehow. It's just yes. like it's just yes. in yeah.
1: case everybody wasn't sure what was going on here, he's gonna yeah. whip a coffin at her.
0: Yep, but here's the thing. One of the last things Aunt Elizabeth sees before she dies is the goddamn hearse driver.
1: Which, you know, yeah. it's a nice smile.
2: Lucky her. It's a nice
1: smile. You know.
2: It's definitely done with broader strokes than her shitty painting. Yeah. <laughs> it is very ham-fisted indeed. It is yeah. right in, over In head.
1: case yeah. everybody in the back didn't get it, that's what this whole <laughs> thing has been about.
2: Also, that trailer we watched, I mean, it's very featured in the trailer. It's another example of giving away the oh, fun yeah. no, parts that's, in the trailer. That trailer, movie in that trailer. that trailer <laughs> yeah.
0: just tells you everything you need to know. And it's almost in order, uh, according to the movie, right down to the part where the the dude jumps out the window. So uh, Yes. Because yes. I feel like
1: by this point in the movie, I was just like, all right, wrap it up, kids.
0: This movie, I will say this. it does. It's, it's not quite two hours, but it starts to feel a little long.
1: It's about 20 minutes too
0: long. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's a full two and hours. imagine if they had one left
1: one, all one that three. other shit at the beginning, and it would have been two and a yeah. half hours.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess yeah. I guess I can understand why Curtis was like, fuck this. If we're going to lose anything, we'll lose the part of the city. So at the funeral, we see her, uh, Aunt Elizabeth's family and friends, except for Marion. And when he gets back- oh, That's right. Oh, it's such a burn. Ben confronts her about missing the funeral, and she's now- d- Okay, this is it. This is when she's dressed in that crazy, like, purple purple thing yeah. Yeah. this is and this so, is
1: when gary oldman comes down the stairs and he's got the in big in, bun in the sh- hair that
0: is yeah, the same outfit i swear to god
2: yeah so the shroud yeah yeah licking a, a knife a razor <laughs> with blood on it
0: yeah and so ben has given her a hard time about not being at the funeral uh you care more about this house than the family blah 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 and davy comes in with a bottle of coke. Uh, which he is instructed by his mother to pour into a goblet.
1: And he says, but I don't want to drink it out of that. And I thought, yeah, I
0: wouldn't either. No, no, it's, it's a real, it's a real, uh, sometimes things that are expensive are worse <laughs> moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because, Davey, sometimes things that are expensive are worse. Yep. <laughs>
0: I don't want to drink it out of a goblet. I want a glass. He's like, we don't have a glass. Drink the goblet.
1: Which again, I mean, this is, this is what's his face. Uh, Lee Montgomery really like, he's really fucking good in this.
0: He is he a, is. he is a very, very strong part of the entire movie. Yes, he is. I don't, I don't think he's, he, I would say he's the fucking glue that holds the whole thing. Because again. while it everybody else
1: work. is eating all of the scenery around him, he's like, I'm just going to be a kid actor, but yeah. not in that cloying Brady work. bunch way. He feels That's, very natural.
0: That's the key is he is not like in any if this were anybody else, they would have got some fucking cute kid. And he of everybody feels like the most natural, like representing their age, like he's supposed to be 12. He definitely feels 12. And it's because the actor was actually 12 at the time. But like, you know what I mean? Like it. It it comes together in a way that's very natural that I don't think other child actors could have really done. So, yeah, uh, at the top floor. Ben tries to break into uh, Mrs. Allardyce's room, but now Marion is fully in the throes of the house and she's openly delusional. And he says that in the morning, he's leaving with Davy with or without her. And so now we cut to a scene where uh, it's like night and Davy's asleep and Ben's sleeping in a chair next to him and like there's a storm going on. There's all this fucking commotion happening out, you know, off in the margins. Now, my and question so is, he- and this so this is the house repairing itself. Yes. So this is the part where it's but like why is this the
1: first time they've seen it? Because if it's fucking redoing the whole lanai or mm-hmm. whatever, why is yeah. this the first time we see the house? Like wouldn't you think if someone's painting the bricks out back or whatever you'd notice that?
2: Also why the stuff is falling off it like maybe it's like molting like the feathers I, falling so off I, a bird. That was my yeah. question the
1: first time. I think the second time I believe my conclusion was that's what's going on is it shedding these old okay. shitty ones in and in yeah, place there are like new beautiful
0: ones or yeah, yeah like as like this family is right on the fucking brink now and it is just feeding on that yes. in such a way that it's like i don't need any of this old shit yeah, it's like you
1: guys are already in i don't have to hide this anymore
0: Yeah. So, yeah. As the family dies, the house becomes new again. So in the uh, in the middle of this, this is he freaks. He's suitably horrified by this. He freaks out. So in the middle of the storm, he takes Davy and runs to the car to escape. Um, And the whole time, like Davy's like hitting him as he's driving, like he's just freaking out. And he's trying to get away, but the house stops him by downing a tree across the road, and
2: the him. vines grab him. Yeah,
0: like yeah. Evil Dead style. And then he just keeps
1: driving yeah. into it. Is that like it, under <laughs> what circumstance would
0: that ever work? Yes. Oh, he's he's desperate, and he's fucking he's crazy now. Yep. And then he just has the Engaged. vapors
1: and goes catatonic.
0: Yep. Yep. Oh, but then this is this is the part like where I, every time I see this, this is the moment when I really start to feel for the kid, because like he is. He is remaining mostly himself at this point, but he is watching his parents go crazy in two entirely yeah. different directions. And it fucks with me. I mean, that house and has tried to kill him it... three times.
2: Yep. And whatever the person who's basically his grandmother died right yep. there. Yeah. Almost in front of. She
0: him. was also kind of like as things are going sideways for both of his parents, she was kind of his rock. Yep. So, yeah. So now he's just completely adrift. And it is a, it's a bummer. He's dealing with this as best as a 12-year-old can. So uh, Marion catches up to the car and drives them back, and Ben resigns to his fate, utterly defeated. And he's practically comatose, and he hallucinates that his wife is the hearse driver.
1: So this is another point in the book where it, it, the movie would have benefited from a little bit more elaboration in that they have this moment where he basically has, has this conversation where he says... So you're that's it then you you've made your decision. You're basically traded yeah. us
0: for this house. Yeah. The driver is not in the book, right?
1: Uh kind of is. The the funerals okay. are, the hearse is, but I think Dan Curtis says he had some sort of dream which I'm sort of like, nah, did you though? Dan Curtis.
0: No, no, in the co- in the commentary he talks about a scene from his own like from his own childhood where I think his mother, oh, yeah. I think his mother died when he was quite young and he he att- when he was at the funeral, he saw some of the like funeral workers the the people sort of attending to the whole thing like off in a side room like laughing and smiling and that really pissed Which, him off I mean, it's something that really stuck with him
2: yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah it is i thought he said it was like the driver of the hearse mean maybe i'm just conflating it but i or he looked outside and the driver was laughing or
1: it you know, is sort like of that. in the book that, but not quite with that much detail
2: so uh
0: the next day at the pool ben is totally despondent uh, Marion leaves them alone to go back to the house. Davy tries to get through to his dad, showing them that he can swim. Um, he, he because can. you know,
1: last time they they were at the pool, it went so well.
0: Here's here's the thing, Father. Remember,
1: remember all the good times we had here. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> they keep going back to this pool. At a certain point, like you got to review your life choices. Like you are really putting yourself in danger. No yeah, reason, fake it till
1: you make it only works if the pool's not trying to kill you every time. Yes, you yeah, you would
0: think that they would just stay the fuck away from the pool after a while. So, when it
2: turns to a giant wave pool, yeah, it turns, and tries to kill the kid. It becomes a roiling yeah,
0: so sea. That's what happens yes. is the, the, the pool he jumps in and he swims out to the to the deep end, and the pool becomes like a fucking wave pool at like water country. Uh, and and he he gets crazy choppy, like on the ocean, the kid starts to drown again. And Ben is trying to help him, but he's like plastered to the chair. He's in a catatonic state that he just can't seem to break out of. Which again, Oliver Reed not acting. This is just the
2: morning. Yeah, <laughs> yep. this is. Yeah. Yep. And so seeing
0: him drowning, uh, uh, seeing the kid drowning from the house, because Marion has gone back to the house at this point, and see is she sees him through the window, and this is enough to break whatever spell the house has over her, and she she breaks a window. And runs because she can't open the door. She's locked into the room. You know, some spectral force shuts the door. Mm -hmm. She can't open the window. So she smashes it out and then runs down, leaps into the pool and rescues him. And so this is it where they all decide that they're going to leave. Um, And she is even in agreement with this. And they're getting into the car to leave when she suddenly looks, looks at the house and she's like, you know. I really ought to let Mrs. Allardyce know where we're. You going. know
1: what this reminds me of? It reminded me of Poltergeist at the end of Poltergeist when they're like, yeah. well, "Now we're oh, gonna yeah. go," and and she's just like, I, "I, you know, just one one last thing."
0: Got to everything. Got to
1: run back in for a minute.
0: So she goes in and walks upstairs, um, and that's uh, kind of the last thing we see. And for, then she just uh, quick, just while. quick
1: into her best Mrs. Bates drag. Like she is in that yeah. house for four yeah. minutes.
2: Yeah. yeah. And she's hair, new hair, new makeup, new evil glowing Why, eyes, she's another woman. low camera anger where she's like this over the, the oh, staring at him. Oh,
0: the, the the that look is so fucking great. When he comes
2: back in, yeah. And then she like, he honks the horn. She doesn't come out. He goes back in there. And then she just like. He comes in. He's like, "Oh, ah, ah, When he really, the whole again, Mrs. Bates turns around. It's her, right? Because at
0: first he's like, oh, "Mrs. Allardyce, um, I, I know that uh, my wife has come into this house. Uh, would you, would you please tell me?" And he's got the stammer. It gets very really, uh, Mrs. Is, Allardyce,
1: I am talking to you. I am talking
0: uh, to you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But then she there yeah is she. and then it's the Mrs. Bates' turn and it's uh, the I remember the first time I saw this I was like who the fuck is that
2: <laughs> And she looks I mean
0: she looks a little silly but she looks pretty creepy too She looks I mean, scary She's as committed hell. to yeah. it yeah. she's fucking committed to the bit She's like in the chair and she's crumpled and she's wearing this like black like neck to ankle dress Mm-hmm. Uh, with the, that, and her hair is fully white now, and like done. It's
2: Mary Todd Lincoln funeral yeah. dress all the way. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: but it's uh, like it's a lot got... like
1: Trilogy of Terror. That last scene in Trilogy of Terror, where she's crouched down and she's got the fucking knife and the teeth mm-hmm. and the everything.
0: teeth. Yeah, yeah. And it's very much yeah, like he's... she,
1: you know, when she wants to, Karen Black can make that face really work for her. Rest in yeah. peace. Yep.
0: And this, this, the way that her she's positioned, look, it's terrifying. And she's like, "I've been waiting for you." And that's
2: when he's like, ah, ah, ah. He, like, does the whole, like, goes. And then she gets out of the chair and kind of, like, steam trains over to him. And then he then he flies out the window. He, and why? Did he jump? Was he pushed? Again,
1: we uh, we, we don't, don't know. We don't ask questions here.
2: No. I want to
0: answer. don't ask questions in Why? W- when
2: will I learn? In my, like, in
0: my telling of this to myself, he went crazy, couldn't deal with it, and was like, ah, just, like, left out the sure, window. Sure, why not?
2: Yeah, sure.
0: You know so uh yeah so this is uh yeah so yeah he leaps through the top window this this window that has been prominently featured and this is a stuntman named dar robinson who is one of the greatest stuntmen in the history of hollywood he's absolutely fearless uh he pulled off a bunch of world records he did some of the world's greatest high fall stunts in the history of movies and then unfortunately in 1986 he did a bike stunt that went wrong and he slid off slid off a cliff to his death overplayed your hand there didn't you yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think that, like, when you when you like when you look death in the eye and it blinks first, like you get a real fucking feeling like that you're like immortal.
2: Well, and this, too, they said, on, on I guess IMDb or some Wikipedia where, like, even in that he miscalculated it, and they were paying attention. The guys on the ground with the padding yeah. to jump into and they had to move it last second. And he just hit on the very edge. Yes. And he could have also died.
0: There. Yeah. So that was one of the things that uh, uh, Curtis says in the commentary is like he came he came flying out the window a little too fast. He miscalculated it. And the guys with the airbag had to like manually pick this gigantic apparatus up and move it. It's like a Warner Brothers
1: cartoon where they're running with the.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is like some Buster Keaton shit. Yes. So. uh, But I will say this is for
1: a movie that looks cheap and a little bit silly for most of it. This ending is fucking intense. It's crazy. And
2: and also that they are, they are supposedly really there at the house. Yeah. And that's, like, they must have replaced the windows at the house? Maybe they were broken they already with the candy glass. They basically rebuilt this entire house. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, so, so Ben falls to his death and, like, f- smashes face first through the windshield. Oh. And this is the thing is, this is a... Oof. This is up to this moment. This is a... PG rated movie and
1: like an easy PG.
0: Yeah, yeah. But now he's like gore splatters on Davy in the back yeah. seat, eyes popping
2: out right in front of his son. This is that
1: scene in the Ugh. Fisher King where Robin Williams' wife gets shot oh. right in front of him, and he's just yeah. covered in blood, completely dazed. Oh, I forgot nuts. about
0: that. Yeah, it's it's nuts. And so Davy gets out, and he's he's crazed and frightened, and he he's just running around the house. I think he's looking for his mom. And, and he's yelling, Mom, Mom, where are you? And he comes around the corner and he sees like a chimney on the house starting to crumble. <laughs> and just this st- and stares at it, screaming again. This is the scene in Austin Powers where the guy oh, is screaming geez. at the at the at the steamroller. Yeah, he just all you have to do the- is
1: step to the left. Yes. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what. In the 1970s, hell, even today, most directors, they're not going to kill a child. Dan Curtis, he's going to drop a chimney on one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, completely and i love it because you don't actually see him get hit but they do that thing where all of a sudden he's screaming and screaming and screaming and then they freeze frame and like
2: bat, bat, bat. And there's like, also a pov of him getting bricks on top of him like you know it's basically his pov of him getting completely pelted and covered and killed
0: yep yep it's a it's a this movie because there's the, the right the right before all this happens it's very quiet like it's not like it's not like oh my g-. it's not like the end of yeah. Poltergeist where they're all running right. scared. Right. They're all like okay finally we can get away and then it just goes bonkers. Mm-hmm. So um with everybody dead now except for Mrs. Allardyce and uh uh, uh Marion. All oh, right, we the get the ADR now... ending. Yes. So the house is now restored to perfect condition. We hear the Allardyce siblings just marveling at it.
2: And a new photo... And that's when I was like, maybe they are ghosts, because we don't see them. We, we just hear their it. voices. Yep.
0: And a new photo of the house is added to the wall, and photos of Aunt Elizabeth, Davy, and Ben are added to Mrs. Allardyce's collection.
2: Slightly like, what? With it, their little, like,
0: hmm? Yep. Faces. Like, yep. huh?
2: Fade to black. You, the house wants to do, what to me now? <laughs> Did
0: someone say my name? Yep. <laughs> yep. So that's it. That's how it ends. And Suitably scene.
2: Also, no offerings; nothing was burnt. Nothing was I burnt. Just I just want say, I, confusing. Yeah. So the, yeah. the
0: I believe the burnt
1: offering is a reference to the family.
0: They're yeah. They're the they're, they're the oh, from the Bible. Yeah, so, yes.
1: So the only person on this panel who has read the Bible.
2: Uh, hi, babe. Preacher, son, That's, read it. Many I was times, referring to lot. you. Oh, 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 me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah,
0: yeah. I've read it too. Yeah,
2: yeah it's. A- then why don't you live by it? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I never put that together, young Dave. Yep. That's good. Yep, Burn offerings because I forget what they. Now I forget well, what it's, they were. It's from
1: everyone's favorite Leviticus.
2: It's sacrifices oh. to God. Got it. Yeah, Leviticus. Oh, I'm so so glad Leviticus is in. That's there. the so, hottest so, chapter. It's that's made, the made Michael Bay chapter so much of the better. book. So much. <laughs>
0: yeah. So much blood will be upon
2: them. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, it's time for me to go. Yeah to get some more blood upon. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: so, yeah, that is it. That is uh that's uh, burnt offerings. It is a, a gothic treasure. Now I personally, this movie really stands up for me and it gets better for me every time I watch it. This is the third time I've watched it this year. Cause I believe it was streaming on Shudder until, yes, it was until yeah. just recently. It's n- it's not anymore. And like all of a sudden everybody was kind of rediscovering this movie. And I was so happy uh, so, you know, it's, it really does. It stands up to me. It's a little silly for sure. It's that Dan Curtis is kind of hammy and I don't think that it's avoidable, but it it's, it's a hell of a movie. I love it to death. I think it's great.
2: I want to re I got to reread the book. I'm going to get the book on Amazon for sure.
0: Yep. So Sam, where can everybody find you?
2: You can find me on Instagram at, at the Sam pancake and also on t- Twitter or X or whatever it's going to be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Jay Sam Pancake, or you can follow me on Facebook at Sam Pancake and please do. And then my podcast is called Sam Pancake presents a Monday afternoon movie. And, um, we cover, I cover with friends, uh, seventies and eighties and sometimes 90s TV horror movies. And also seventies, eighties, nineties TV, like teens in trouble movies, (laughs) which has been the latest, uh, the latest quote unquote season, but I'm going back to the horror at the end of the year. Yeah. That's... So come on by and I also have a Patreon. If you want to give me money, I will happily take <laughs> it since I am on strike and it's been a long, hot <laughs> summer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I, this is, this has been a lot of fun. I had a, I had a great time. Thanks for having me. Yep, yep. So we'll see you uh, in a week with our next episode is uh, the peanut butter solution.